Warning, the following podcast may contain foul language, offensive humor, and other juvenile behaviors. If you find these things offensive, stop listening now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us for Season 15, Episode 19 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Tim. This is Stork. I'm Benji. And we're back. We're back again. Uh, next, next Saturday, 21st? I think yes. so. Uh, at Nerd Strong Gym, um, there is the mini-con. It runs from 1 p.m. onward, I think. You finally got a hold of Kimmy, and she finally confirmed all this with you. Yeah, they're, they're doing online signups through Con Planner. Um, I'll try to put a link in the show notes. If you go to the, our Facebook page, there's a link there that Kimmy put up. I also shared that link on the tweeters, uh, and I think that's it. Uh, if you'd like to email the show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Should I jinx what's going to happen in two weeks? No. Should I mention it? Uh, yeah, okay. Because you might, you might want would, to tease it. That would jinx it. Oh, well. What's happening in We're two not going to... Not this... Not, little not this show. A not next show. But the show after. No. Yeah, yeah. the show after. <laughs> what, would, what will be 1601? Uh, it's not going to ah. be on Friday. It's going to be on Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. Oh. Pacific <laughs> time. And then we're going to have a special guest on. Maybe that's good for now. Is we'll enough? just tease it that way. We'll have yeah, a special yeah. guest who's, uh, who's uh, quite popular on the internet. And has- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put it on the forum. Okay. Uh, and if people want to have specific questions they want to ask, they can put them there. I don't know if, how much of that I'm going to do. I've already got some of the questions for the show. If you want to send a question, if you have like a good meaty RPG question, um, uh, send them in. And because I'm, I'm I'm looking for like like really good ones to put on that specific show. Good because I'm going to ask a bunch of non RPG questions. I'm sure you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, d- I'm talking about for the bulk of this. Sh- I understand for the bulk of the show. Um, I'm going to be in the parking lot, actually the driveway, waiting for him to sign like you know, parts of my body with a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're in L.A. We should be able to get limos. No, well, celebrities. We should. Uh, well, yeah. I'm still waiting for Will Wheaton to come yeah, on. And, he totally and, should. And Felicia Day. She lives, like, in the area. She should. She, there's no reason she shouldn't show up here. Dibs yes, on Tim. that show in advance. What? If Felicia Day shows up, dibs on that show. I, I have to be. I don't know if you have seniority for that. <laughs> no, but you know what I do have? I have hands that already hurt. You're, you're, you're a creepy stalker. She may not want you nearby. <laughs> I'm only your creepy stalker. Well, oh, well, well, I'll probably have to do a <laughs> podcast in the in the regular studio and open up and, and that could be pants. incense burning with candles and we, yeah, <laughs> girl stuff because we're all you know she'd be like ew it smells like beer and guys back here I can't come back there I'm like well, just, yeah that makes sense I don't think hell? you should <laughs> oh she would, it, no it, 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 I wouldn't I I wouldn't invite her because she'd have to come in with a bodyguard. I'm yeah. sure she's smart enough to have vodka. Oh, really? Just, Let's just go get... into a dark studio that smells like beer with a bunch of uh, strange guys? Sure, <laughs> sign me up. In a shady Pasadena neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give me some advance notice so I can rent a tux. Okay. Gotta, gotta what have could the possibly list? go wrong? Oh, that, 
will totally be a potpourri. Um, <laughs> I ran the play test for the Star Wars Edge of the Empire game. I'm going to run at Nerd Strong. How did it go? The dice mechanic takes about, I would say, three to four rolls, at which point every player picked it up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's really It good. became very intuitive very quickly. Um, the hardest part of the game for me is figuring out what to do with the extra advantages or the extra troubles. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to just have whoever goes next in the order take a blue one if it's a good thing or a black die if it's a bad thing. Blue die or a black die. Um, I like it. It's fast. Combat's quick. God damn it, combat's nice. quick. And I love that. I love getting combat over with. Um... And there will be there will, there will be a, a campaign of it. I don't know when. Excellent. When I finish up the D and D game, I don't know. Um, and and probably pick, it'd probably be a larger group of people playing. I don't think the D and D game is going to end. This is going to keep going. The vampire is going to end before D and D does. No, two. I think two more sessions on the D and D game. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's close. They're already in the place where they got to find the thing. <laughs> oh, that explains it all. Spoilers for the MacGuffin. Sorry, is. sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Everyone's wondering. Where they're going to find the thing, and now they know they're in the spot to find the thing. They're in the place. They're in the place. To find the thing. To find the thing. Bad games. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Is there any more business? Oh, wait. I wanted to kind of talk, you're, talk uh, to Benji about what's going on with online gaming solutions, because he's been dealing with this, and we have not talked about them in a many, 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 well. Well, we've got to be careful. We months. don't want to out where Benji works either, unless he wants to be outed. But. No, no. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, online game solutions. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Because um, you've been sort of surveying them, and maybe we can kind of talk about that again, because last time I think we had a show on that, it's got to be over a year ago. It was season 11, episode 10, because I just <laughs> listened up. to it. You could, you could actually wow. just make up any numbers that we no, would no, no. never know. No, no, no. I, I, just, I just listened to it because I'm Four up to season Four seasons 11. and eight episodes ago. It was, it was our founding father. 45 minutes into episode nine, <laughs> uh, Tappy actually is brought up at roll 20. So, Tappy said amazing for like the fourth time. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely amazing. Def- definitely amazing. Dad, let me play D&D slow in the driveway. I've got days. information, man. man. New shit has come to light. <laughs> I've got another one, too. Oh, here it is. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to save that for later. Use that one. I, here's a teaser. Welcome to Costco. I love you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, yeah. Online gaming solutions. You've been looking at two, right? Yeah, Roll20. Okay, go ahead. And Fantasy Grounds. They Mm -hmm. seem to be the two that have what I need. They've got the Fog of War, so I can hide part of it. Now, the interesting thing. Oh, they have Fog of War now? They they do now, yeah. I know Fantasy Grounds, I think they've always had it, but I I don't remember uh, Roll20 having that. It wasn't in the beta, it was added later, but it is in it. Yeah. I I, I hit my mic. I'm sorry, I was scratching my face and hit my mic. Yeah, Roll20 has it if you add on. I, the hear, the, I hear the dog of war right now. I can't shut her up. I can go <laughs> spray her with a hose, but she'll just bark and be wet in the smell. Yep. <laughs> Who I, the by hit her with the hose, I mean spray her with a hose. Yeah. And that's not that cruel because we're in Southern California. It's still yeah. like 60 degrees. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> so Roll20 does have, but you have to add on. It's like, hey, this is free, or hey, there's a small amount. But if you pay this much more, you can get the Fog of War. And they have lighting. Lighting right now is kind of hinky because it starts looking like a really bad PlayStation game with the lighting on it. Lighting yeah. as in you can move where the light comes down? So when down. you move your miniature that has the light source on it, the lighting will change, which oh. you can see, and there's shadows. The problem is the shadows go up at the top of the screen and it starts looking like a bad horror movie. So I'm like still playing around with that. It's got a lot of – you have to spend some time with it. You do. Fantasy ground seems more polished, but also the buy-in for that to get what's called the ultimate package is I think uh, you can do $9.99 a month or you can do – I think it's $149, which means you're the GM and you can have anybody – as a player, they don't have to buy the software themselves. But both programs, especially Fantasy Grounds, has, hey, you want to play? have the rules for 5th uh, edition? That's going to only cost you forty nine ninety nine for all the monsters. Or you want to have all the um, characters? You can do that as well. I'm leaning towards Fantasy Ground right now. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Is really, it be- it's because it's more polished. And I got to admit, I'm a lazy son of a bitch. And... <laughs> It's looking like fifth edition. A lot of uh, a lot of the companies out there are actually backing it. Adventure of a week yeah. has now become the official Wizards of the Coast uh, electronic product. Uh, they have a number of Pathfinder. Uh, there's also Savage Worlds. There's a number of things that are being published directly for it. So instead of like Roll Twenty, where I sit there for twenty minutes and cuss because I can't get the grid to match up with the grid on the map after I scan it in, right? This one's already there. Yeah. Okay. So that's, it's it's it seems to be. I want to try back to back see how they are as far as matching grids up with existing grids and what I can hide. Because the grid's kind of an important part if you're going to use yeah, this yeah. as like a, like a map. Now, are you thinking about like using an, a projector at all on the? Well, I'm using it for two different things. So it's just going to be dual purpose. One is going to be uh, actually because I have some friends out of state in Washington and one in Oregon that really wanted me to GM, and I'm not going on the plane. So we're going to try playing that. But the other thing is for my regular games I have at home when people come over, I'd rather not sit there. I'm getting I'm getting older. I'm never going to paint as many miniatures as I've got. I don't want to go ahead and write, draw the dry erase maps all the time and change it. So I'm thinking of projecting, either projecting it or putting it on through an HDMI cable directly to the flat screen TV mm-hmm. we've got sitting in the game room. I'll bet if you go online, people have made tables and stuff that have all this stuff and have all kinds of like – YouTube videos on how cool there this is. This was set There's, up. I, I could. There's a dozen of them. I just by putting in a few things that people said, "Here, do this, do that." It's just kind of playing around with what I can get away with, and also trying to convince uh, the fiance, "Hey, honey, I'm going to buy a cheap flat screen TV and kind of butcher it." How do you feel about that? <laughs> and it's it's, 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 it's our new coffee table. table by yeah. The way. <laughs> yeah. Are you, Stu brought this up earlier when we were sort of messing around. Do you think it might be too hot, though? Because I know my plasma screen actually gets – it's not plasma. What is it, LCD? LCD. Whatever it is. It gets I think really they all get fucking hot. hot. They they all get well, hot. the solution they had was, okay, just go to wherever. Like in here we got fries and get those computer fans. My big thing, like I was telling Stu before, is like, okay, if you got maybe two to four computer fans, think about the sound that's going to create going yeah. out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's constant. You're you're have it constantly be in a windstorm. Yeah. <clears throat> Wonder if you could just build it into a refrigerator. 
You know, use that as your table. And then you can have the, you can have the beer in the fridge. Yeah, there. right. And right. you just lift the tabletop up with the plasma screen. Everything. Grab the beer and shut it down. This is a Kickstarter cool. waiting to happen. Yeah. Oh, to put little magnets on the bottom of the yeah uh, on the bottom of the uh, the characters. So you have your map out there. You just lift it up. You don't have to worry about them falling <laughs> they off. Fall off. <laughs> right. I think we. I think you're onto something I, here. I'm saying, and then you keep, it keeps everything cool and quiet because it's insulated. I'm liking it. All do, right. Do refrigerators work laying on their backs? Like, sure. Oh, but it doesn't well, matter. It's you not just... like my wife. Yeah, it works just fine on its back. Someone had to go there. Thank God it was you. Well played. Thanks for the you setup. Get one I appreciate of the ice that. boxes. You know, the, the ones that open from the top. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, but then that's, that's not a big enough surface. Is it? They have them like. Oh Dude, no! Like, I had oh, a they, huge they one. We yeah. hell when we went hunting, we put a couple of deer in the damn thing. Yeah, oh, no kidding! Wow. Yeah. Come to think of it, my wife's ice cold on she's on her back as well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's but remarkable. I'm, I'm, Maybe I should just have her hold a plasma screen. And right. We can, yeah. Do, well, the magnets stick to her. I don't know. She wakes up in the middle of the night. I'm like, "What are you doing? I'm just checking to <laughs> just see. Checking to see. <laughs> you might become a game table. theory." <clears throat> I'll use staples. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Put suction cups right. on them. <laughs> Honey, they sell these at the romantic shop. Really, it works. <laughs> right. Don't mind all the dirty old men standing around. We're waiting for a game. So, so now, is there a reason why you don't think Roll20... Is it just the is it just the polish and the look and feel of it and like the doneness of it between them? To you? I think it's the look and feel. It really is the one big thing about it. It goes ports directly into Google Hangouts. Yeah, so you can use that. That's a big plus. They both do, don't they? Uh, I'm not so sure about Fancy Grounds. So I, I know Roll Twenty does. Yeah, I, I'm not Fantasy sure. Fancy Grounds that. has its own uh, audio video. You can oh, go ahead and use okay. something separate, but it, they they have their own proprietary. Okay. Roll twenty is entirely web based. Fantasy Grounds is not, is it? That's correct. You have to set up. A, this is the bitch about Fantasy Grounds. You have to set up so your computer as the GM has to be the server. Yeah, yeah. So then you got to start working out ports and things like that. Yeah, but that's not a problem if you like the rest of us all have like three or four sort of half running computers in the house. You can just dedicate one to just to that. Well, yeah, but there's a lot or of I setup for it. <laughs> you, that's that's a lot of setup you have to do. Whereas if it's web based, you go to the website. Done. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually playing around with both. I have one subscription to both. Uh, one I want to do the subscription to the other one. Possibly. So you're doing a month by month right now. Yeah, uh, you can do. It's like they have ones like I think Roll Twenty has got ninety nine dollars uh, the full year or nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Fantasy Grounds. The difference with them is you pay that. I think it's one hundred and forty nine dollars. That's it. You're done. Forever. Or paid. Yeah. If I'm correct, or pay nine ninety nine for subscription. If I'm going to do that and have be a GM and say, "Hey, you're a player, you're a player, you get all this stuff free," great. And then the next group, I have new people. Hey, you know, you're a player. That might be more advantageous and is going to be less money in the long run. So it's kind of, like, you know, I'm going to try both of them. Yeah. I'll report back in six months. And I think the web base is going to drive you crazy because they're constantly going to be messing with it. You're going to be, you're going to be. A slave to the bandwidth, you're going to be a slave to their servers. Well, I think you're going you to set it up yourself. Either you can way, do you're going to you be you're going to have bandwidth issues. Yeah, because totally. it's still going well, to be. That's true. So, does it? Does Fantasy Grounds need to deal with anything on their side, or does your computer really become the Fantasy Grounds server for you? And there's and do, do we do you know? 
uh, from what I've been able to tell so far, your computer becomes the server. Fantasy Grounds has some of it. That was one of the other things. Roll20 does have a cloud base, but they have a limit on how much you can store. Yeah. That kind of bothers me, especially when you're talking about you know uh, high-res images for some of those scans. That's or, a bit of a concern. Or huge city maps. Y- yeah. You got to that. When I was talking about I, I had yeah. made a city map using <clears> – <throat> Car- campaign cartographer. Campaign cartographer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's called City Designer. And you could zoom it. up all the way up on a building. I made the thing at super high resolution. So it's this huge, vast city. And you could zoom all the way in. And and it had a hex grid superimposed on it. Yeah. So that it was at uh, one yard hexes. Zoomed all the way in. Anywhere in the city I needed to go. So basically I had a, a combat map. It had to be huge. Oh, the file was like a gig and a half. Yeah, it would and have it cr- to. It be. crashed so every time I tried to upload it. It would crash it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, handle it now. But when was the last time you tried to upload anything that's a gig and a half? That's a it took a long time. That's a it, chunky. It, it, it took it. It took it, but yep. then every time I tried to use it, it was just like <laughs> unbearably slow. Yep, that was the that was the bitch for it, and that and something like that even in Fantasy Grounds, I would imagine, because it's going to transfer all that information. Does it transfer all that information? Do we know? Or is it just like say, here's what I want the players to see. Here's the section of the map they get to see, and they it's, only yeah. See, that's you have the you have the ability. All you're really doing it's taking a mouse and saying, I almost like if you were taking a like paint. I'm going to black out this area right here. That's all they can see. Oh, now they can see this part. So it's almost oh, okay. like taking an image like that, but still the map itself is still there, from what I can tell. Okay, and that that was part of your problem with Roll Twenty. You uploaded a one and a half gig map. Every single person has to then download that one and a half gig map because that's the way web-based stuff works. Yeah. Right. It's not like they have some awesome built-in Java viewer or something like that that runs as a, as a Java app in your browser. It's just a web page. Right. You would do better, Tim, with <laughs> Roll20 because it's more of that side of the brain that which I no longer possess. <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, I was good when DOS was king, okay? But that's, <laughs> uh, it's been a while. But it seems Fantasy Ground has more utilities, and it does seem to have more polish to it right now. Yeah, it totally does. They both have they both have dice rollers. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. How, how universal are their dice rollers? Uh, the die roller on Roll Twenty is really good. Um, you can also build character sheets that have die rolls built in that yeah. use your character's values. Oh, okay. So, for instance, if you have like a you know, I played D and D on it, D and D five, and. Yeah, just D&D, lots of D&D 5 on it. And so the character sheet would say, you know, here's your skill in, what's a, D, what's a D20 skill? I don't remember anymore. Perception. Perception, perception yeah. thank you. <laughs> You've got a plus four in perception. There's a little die right by it, and it would roll it. The problem was, and it was probably the character sheet I was using, the results were always wrong. Either they were just the same result time after time after time. But you can do it. I think just the person who designed the sheet... It depends on how much you want to get involved. If you want yeah, to use totally. it just for map making, you don't want to put the character sheets in it, it's a little bit easier. But if you're having a completely online game where you want to see the character sheets, yep. you're going to have to spend some time up front prepping. Right. We wound up, the last game I ran in Roll20, I put all the character sheets as fill-in PDFs on a shared um, box.net folder. So everybody could still get their character sheets online and mm-hmm. you know update them and upload them. But the game was just was run in Roll20 without the character sheets there. Either of them support the FFG Star Wars dice yet? have no idea. Not yet. They don't. Okay. Uh, I'll put money on probably Fantasy Grounds. They really seem to be the one they are making contact with companies oh, really? specifically. Yeah. 
Okay. And uh, the, the, hey, maybe they'll help you with the uh, play-by-mail game. Yeah, I went there. Oh, oh snap! snap. Okay. okay, I heard that episode. <laughs> so and I was going to let it slide because of the day I've had. <laughs> but you guys decide to poke the bear. I'm an instigator. <laughs> so... <laughs> fucking Dave, man. That was Dave. It was Dave. Da- it was, and you too. Hey, how's Tim doing? Has, is he still doing that, or is he flaked out? Yet? <laughs> I believe that was you, Stu. So um, that's because we had talked about it earlier. A fellow instigator. A fellow instigator. No, I've, so I've only heard what I've been told. So the thing is, okay. <laughs> I've only I, heard, did your daughter say that? That's a great quote. I've only heard what I've been told. <laughs> I set up this game, and it's a play-by-post game on forums. Right. Each individual forum is a location or a place, and it's designed to be very player-driven, very, very sandboxy. The players can go wherever they want and do whatever they want. And you got a very big response. I got a huge response. Right. And unlike an IRC game or a play-by-post game that's very GM-led, it's available 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, if some dude wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning, he wants to go play Vampire. He can do that because it's there. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's hours on it. But the thing about a game like that is it has to... You, you can't possibly be on it 24-7. No. But some of the players have been. And uh, uh, it got really incredibly busy for a while. Like crazy stupid busy. I couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, I was on it every day because I, at work I could, but but then I got hit with some projects. And the thing is, it has to be subject to the whim of the real life of players. Right. So like, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you can't play for a little bit, well, you can't play for a little bit. And I just got hit by a a, a, a really hard project at work, and I had to, because I hope my boss isn't listening, but most of the time when I'm playing LA by Fire, I'm playing at work. So I'm still as committed to the game as I ever was. Oh, your phone's going out. Is that your boss? (laughs) 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 I'm still as committed to the game as I ever was. I was on it all day today. It's just... (sighs) You see time. What's that? What you need is a volunteer to, to help. I am looking for an assistant GM. Send that out. He did actually he put it on the forums. Like I, I did, know, I put it on. But now you just put it out on the. Now I've put it out on the air. Somebody talked Small to you last podcast he was on. What's that? Hi. You do you want to? We'll talk afterwards. Oh look at that! See? Oh holy shit, man! Look at that. That's how. That's all it. Because takes. seriously, I I it brought in twenty players. Dude, started oh. off with twenty players, which again. I've run this game before, and I've run it in this this uh, format before, and it was fine. But I also had two other storytellers on staff with me, and we did things like dedicated office hours, all kinds of crap. It was crazy. But um, oh, you had like times that one of you would be there. Yeah, okay. it, yeah. We actually scheduled times where you know I'm uh, this is my office hours, and I'll I guarantee you that I'll be on the game this amount of time on these days. If I'm on more, awesome. But I will guarantee you that much. You know, as as the DM, you should lead the charge, or the GM, rather. You should be the be there for your players as much as you possibly can. But, man, and I'm not complaining because it was awesome. I mean, the RP these players put in 
and the enthusiasm that they had and still have, it's, it's great. It's unbelievable. But, uh, it, it got to be too much for one person. You're leaving the, you're leaving poor Dave playing with himself now. Yeah. I have no control over when Dave plays with himself. <laughs> Nor do you want He's control. got three Nor kids. Do I want it's to. probably, uh, that's probably he all can, he can do. He Go can play with himself. <laughs> he can play with himself as much as he wants. All right. Um, but it's actually, it's actually going pretty well. Um, some of it has died off a little bit. There are a few players that have kind of tapered off. That's common. That happened in the last game, too. Um, burnout is common when you've got this game where you can play it 24-7 and, you know, go spend three weeks at a time doing nothing but one thing every single day. After a while, you're like, fuck, dude, I'm tired of this. That was Renfair for me years ago. And me, right? too. And I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but we'll talk after. Okay, we'll talk after. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. No shit has come to light, man. Uh, first email, Bad Game Systems from Saylorn. Hey all, my other favorite podcast, System Mastery, focuses almost exclusively on the sort of bad old games that were a nightmare to read or attempt to play. In contrast, your podcast focuses mainly on games that work well. Is it really a show that specializes in horrible games? That's funny. It's kind of like your game is why daddy drinks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and the only nightmares come in the form of bad players and GMs. I was just curious, what are some game systems that you found unfun or unplayable? What was it about them that you didn't like? For the sake of symmetry, I'm going to ask the opposite question of the other show, System Mastery, and maybe get some of their nightmares, nightmare player GM stories. Bad games, bad games. I'll I'll go last. I know that I've I know the CA Dave could go on and on about how bad Top Secret was right. when he revisited <laughs> it. And it, you know what? Here's the thing: back in the day, we didn't know a good game from a bad game, right? So I'm sure we played a lot of terrible, broken games. It's only in hindsight when you go to revisit them you realize this game's terrible. Um, I really on my list, it's a short list, and it's not that it's it's a bad design game. I just find it hard to play, and that's Hero for me. There's just way too much math and thinking, and it it just and then the designing of characters is so involved. It just really harps on all, all my weak points. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it's an unfun game. It just is a lot of work for me to play that game. I have two, but I'll start by saying that. I've actually not played either of these games, but I would play them in a heartbeat. I would play them in a heartbeat. Uh, and I, I don't recall any game I've ever played that I would consider unfun, any rule system. But the two that I read and I think, oh my God, are um, World of Cinnabar, which just made Benji cringe. Yeah. <clears throat> I would totally play that. That's the one with the ducks, right? No, that's Glorantha. That's, oh, that's RuneQuest? What's the RuneQuest Glorantha? It's got something fucked up. What's it got fucked up? Um, Cinnabar the has game. flying bears with lasers on their shoulders. Okay. Freaking right. lasers. Freaking laser beams on their shoulders. <laughs> and the other one is um, Legendary Adventure. So after Gygax got kicked from TSR, he did Dangerous Journeys. Which I have. Which you have. Yeah. And then... Um, Somehow that company, Mythos, got wrapped up into 
Wizards of the Coast it slash got, TSR somehow. It got bought up and got bought up, shelved. <laughs> right. To get it out of the market. Yeah. So Gary Gygax was like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another one. And he came up with Legendary Adventure, and he was <clears throat> pushing it really hard up until even his last days. Mm-hmm. And um, Troll Lord Games Troll got Games, involved, right. yep. and they started publishing it for him. And I have this crazy desire to learn it and run it and play it. You own it? I own PDFs of it. Mm-hmm. How, 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 um, did Mr. Gygax improve his organization? <laughs> no. Yeah, he well, didn't, he didn't. Well, that's, can't be that's worse than Mark Miller. I, no, oh, it no. is. No, no. Oh, no, it is. Oh, my God, it is. It's have so hard. Seen, have you seen Traveler 5? Uh, just holding up your cabinet in there or whatever. You want to borrow it? Then uh, come back next time and tell me if you still think that. Okay, course. I will, but I'll okay. tell you this. I can't get through the quick start rules for Legendary Adventure. Oh, they have quick start rules. <laughs> yes. Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well okay. played, Stu. Well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Golf clap. But that's the thing. I can't even get past the quick start that's rules. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Wow. Okay. It was 1984. (laughs) (laughs) My mother in her Pentecostal phase that she was going through decided that, well, we're going to go ahead and let me show you, Michael, how my real name's out. Oh, my God. Let me show you how the backward masking's done, and let me show how D&D's is evil. I just burned a module of yours in the kitchen sink. What do you think? Maybe in the smart ass, I say, well, I think it owe me about 13 bucks, Ma. <laughs> so what she decided to do is not get mad at me, but she got me. She found out through TBN, I think the station was, that there was Trinity a Christian broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting network. network. Yep. You know, the uh, Taj Mahal that got off of the freeway here. PTL she, Club. She bought me a game called Dragon Raid. Oh, I've heard of that. Where you get to play Lightbringers. Lightbringers, they're taking they're taking the world back from demons and devils and dragons ruled by Satan through D8s and scripture. It's a great game to get you involved in morals and learn Bible passages. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't Lucifer the Lightbringer? I mean, isn't that the name Lucifer? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Which, he the bringer of light? The first thing I did is I read through the game and I looked through and I said, Lightbringer, isn't that close to Morning Lord like Satan, Ma? <laughs> That game didn't last too long in the house either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I would totally play that game. I will not play it with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would totally just to it, play it. Once. Is it just a bad game, or you have bad memories of it? Uh, yes and yes. Oh, all right. It was extremely poorly written, and you know, they say, okay, you're supposed to go ahead and say a Bible verse to go ahead and get an extra point on that. So I'm like, they'd always get ticked off at me at the uh, church group that. Uh, I was going to. They said, okay, well, say, Mike, say, say a Bible verse so you can go ahead and get that extra score. Jesus wept. You always <laughs> use that one. <laughs> yes, well, Benji's weeping right now playing this game. Okay? See, I would go with Leviticus with all the begatting. <laughs> now, do you think it was the system's fault or the GM's fault? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't think any GM could make this game good. <gasps> That's a big statement. That's, dude, that almost got you a challenge accepted. But, but. <laughs> I won't be around to play it. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm scarred for life. I've never heard of this before. This is really interesting. There is a site. There's actually a site for it. If you look up Dragon, I think it's DragonRaid.net. 
it's out there still. They're still making it. What is it, so what is it called? I think it's dragonraid.net. I am so going to look this uh, game l- up. Let me just say System Mastery. Their URL is systemmasterypodcast.com. <clears throat> I'm looking for a way to bookmark stuff that I can publish it online where I don't have to put it in the sh- show notes. There used to be a thing called Delicious. Yeah, whatever happened with that? I have no idea. Yahoo bought them, and I think they shelved, shelved them. Uh, um, Yahoo bought them, and then they pulled a Google with them. Yes. Uh, they still exist? Uh, resolving. Resolving. They still exist. They still exist. Delicious still exists. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll just start bookmarking everything in delicious, and then I'll use the keyword for the show notes. Because um, I just want someone to do it faster. Anyway, System Mastery Podcast, uh, they're there. So if you want to go and listen to them, <clears throat> Sailor says they're good. All right. Uh, what was it called again? Dragon Raid. Dragon Raid. You're the light bringers. <clears throat> That's, uh, I'm going to definitely just check that out. I have to. I have to. Dragon Raid Adventure, Adventure Learning, Learning System. System. That's the That's one. That's it? Is that the wiki? No, that's their no. site. Oh my god, it's still an exciting material. experience in adventure simulation. More than just a game, it offers hours of enjoyment while teaching participants to resist sin, counter deceptive arguments, memorize scripture, and build moral and spiritual character. Counter deceptive <laughs> arguments. I love that. Counter deceptive arguments. Resist. What about sin. appeal to authority? Sorry. Sorry. Ooh. Not Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting my bias show. That was excellent, um, though. But before we go on to the next email, I just want to say, tonight when we're recording this, it is, um, what, is what is this, November It's Friday the 13th. 13th. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. As we speak, there is a, hopefully it's over, a massive terrorist attack in Paris. Yeah. Right. Um, and I didn't want to go by through the show without it, mentioning it. I mean, this is obviously not a news show and, and such, but that is there, and our, our thoughts are with the people that are going through that, because... Jesus, that shit is disturbing. We actually have Very a friend of the so. show who has a friend over there, and she's trying to get yeah. a hold of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, uh, yeah. It's it's enough. It's an it's enough. The world's a small place, and there's enough damage done over there that I'm sure we all know somebody that yeah. we mm-hmm. probably are worried about right now. Yep. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's insane. Uh, so thank you very much, Sailor. Yes. Oh, I didn't tell you on the on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. You know, you know today's date. I heard this on the net today. I can't yeah. take credit for this, but I thought it was funny. Today's date, mm-hmm. 11, 13, 15. Yeah, it totally can't even. 11, 13, 15. Because they're all odd numbers. It can't even. Boy. Oh, <laughs> There's your slow clap. <laughs> that I actually got that off Claire's Twitter. Yes, the Claire who... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, was yours. What's your, what was your choice? <laughs> oh, well... Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, Hero. Yeah. For one thing. Yeah. Hero, <clears throat> I love the way Hero works. I love the way Initiative works. I love how character generation is completely this freeform awesome thing where you can make any kind of superhero you can possibly think of. What I don't like is how long it takes. I had a thought about Hero. If it was automated, maybe. I had a thought about Hero mm-hmm. a number of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My thought was this. I, too, I, I'm totally new to Hero. Well, I, I I was at one point new to Hero. Now I've played it for a while. Right. Not one of my favorite games. Right. But I do like some things about it. And I thought, I think the way 
to set up a hero game is if you're the GM, take the powers system, take all the powers, and create all of the power bundles that are going to be available in your game. Create packages. Basically. Create packages right. of powers. <clears throat> so then that way when your players are creating their characters, they say, I want to be a spellcaster. Great. You have these packages that you can take from, which are your spells. Or I want to be able to fly. Great. You can take the fly package, and it's just a fixed cost of points. And it and works a certain way. It right. works a certain way that you want it to <coughs> in your game, and that way you don't have to worry about you know, someone going in and saying, I can fly, but I set it up this way so I can fly at Mach 12. Right. So archetypes, <coughs> in a way. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but you know, but you know how like that's kind of what some of the source books for sixth edition do. Yeah, because there's like the the fantasy book that it has a lot of that kind of stuff in it. And, yeah. yeah, 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 and you just you'd set that up. So like in other games where I don't know, like um, Savage Worlds, yeah, you have a specific number of powers and you can assign the trappings. But a bolt is a bolt is a bolt, whether you call it whatever you want to call it based on your trapping. So in Hero, you would set up your bolt, right, and then you. Let your players take that and which trap point, it accordingly. Would beg the question: Why not just play Savage World or or Gerbs <laughs> or something that already has that done? Yet, right. totally. Uh, I will go ahead and play Devil's Advocate here. Mm -hmm. I actually tried to work on uh, the series Heroes. I wanted to adapt it to a role playing game. I tried doing it in Savage World. There were certain characters from that show would not work. Sure. Works fine in Heroes. Uh, it works fine in Hero. Yeah, Hero uh, well, Heroes. yeah. Heroes is incredibly flexible character generation. And then I make the game. And have Jib run it. Perfect. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, Hero is specifically designed, or was it really designed, for superheroes. Yes. Right. So, I mean, it's really, that's its sweet spot right there. And, to, to me, the biggest problem is once you start playing it, there's the formula you have to use. Yeah. And initiative get, does get confusing when you start and, and, getting and, and, Initiative, you if you've got different speeds. Yep. And, and if... It, it just gets fucked. I have to tell you, any hardcore second edition AD and D player would not have a problem with the. Um, I never played sixth second. edition. Players never options. Well, well, right, but no, I was talking about Thacko. I never and played. The, I never played a game with Thacko. Oh yeah. Whatever. I don't even remember the formula now. But I never played a game with Thac Zero. No, I know it's Thacko. Thac Zero. It's Thaco. not. An, oh, it's a zero. Uh, it's T H A C O. T H A C zero. I know. I hate Everyone still says Thacko. Like I know. I got I got corrected very early on because I called it Thaco. It's Thaco. Excuse me. <laughs> You're excused. Totally. <laughs> uh, and my, the other the other one is as I mentioned before, Traveler Five, which I was never I've never invested so much time reading a book and not being able to figure out how to do the very basics of combat. I'm going to go see if there's an AP on that because I've I've tried to get through the book and gave up, especially after you were like, don't. No, just don't. Um, and I think I'm ch I'd like to listen to an AP to see if it's actually playable. <clears throat> is that the is that I, the I, version I, of Traveler that had like forty pages of dice probabilities? It's not forty. It's like eight pages of dice probabilities in the very beginning of the book. Yes. When you're talking about dice probabilities, forty pages, eight pages, uh, right? Same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. The problem, you know, I, I only have so much time during the day because yeah. work and kids and all that. So. I, at most, I'm allo allotting myself an hour or two hours to read a night a game book if I'm trying to learn something. So it takes me a long time to learn game systems. Sure. So I, I don't get to sit down for six or eight hours at a time. 
Oh, someone just said Thacko is easy. Just use the DM screen. <laughs> anyway, because first edition had all those tables. Yeah, yeah first edition had tables and character sheets. You could write the stuff up ahead of time too. Yeah, and then right. the character sheet had a little line where you could just copy your line from that table based on right. your class. But, was supposed to make that easier. Okay, that's great for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so after I was like two weeks. It was a while. Yeah. So I had accrued. I'm going to guess. 15 hours, maybe. And I still didn't know how damage worked. In fact, in fact, I'd never found damage. You figure it's in the shipbuilding area somewhere, right? Was there not an index? No. If there was one of the other problems. There's like a content. Contents. But I don't think that... Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. We'll show you the book after the after the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'd like to see you it. Just, it's huge. You can just mo- goggle and, and, at it. And that's the other thing. Huge, like hero-sized? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bigger. But it's one book. It's 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 probably a little bigger than book one of sixth edition. We now. had this argument okay. like last was the last one or the one before you brought both of them out and held them side by side and and we discussed that, we discovered that, that hero was bigger. I thought that so. wasn't traveler. Uh, oh, that it wasn't mage. mage. That was mage. Oh, mage. Well, either way, make it simple. <clears throat> Just go ahead and donate it to Nerd Strong. You figure about fifty reps each side. <laughs> <laughs> I should. You know what you should I do? Should, they should bolt the handle to it and you, they can use it as a weight. Just cut out the center of it and put an LCD screen in there, and you can use that for your gaming table. <laughs> yeah, that works. Just drop it on the ground. Everyone gathers up chairs. Yeah. You might need stools instead of chairs. It's well, and if the heat thing. gets too much and it burns, eh, no big deal. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're on eBay for tw- like 10 or 20 bucks. It's got to be. And, and if you don't mind my asking, how much did you put into the Kickstarter for that? 100 bucks. Oof. I got the book. I got uh, dice. The dice. The dice are nice. I, heard the, nice. I was gonna say I heard the dice are cool. They I are. got I got a planet named after me. A little card. A little I, I got, traveler's I card. card. I got a card too. And a coin, which I have no idea what that's for. Yeah, that's credits. Oh, right. Those for, are imperial yeah. credits. Cool. Um, one. Got one. You have a credit. <laughs> I, no, it's like a twenty piece. I think. Yeah, it's like a twenty credit <laughs> piece. Uh, and then I also got a CD-ROM. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just because right. he flew in on his DeLorean. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know where to put this, but I got one, uh, and it had it had like the, all the I think it had like uh, other t- old traveler books on it. I'm thinking, and it had like yes, uh, it was maps. director's cut. Yeah, well, kind of <laughs> yeah, and it had like the the travelers <clears throat> league guide thing. The magazine had a bunch of those journal of the travelers yeah, aid society. Gear, yes. Travelers aid society, fantastic. That's magazine. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't regret backing the Kickstarter. I, I just, don't either. I just am disappointed at the product I got because it seems to be I unplayable. It, That's all. Yes, and, and the cadre of people he had that were playtesting it went out and tried to defend it and explain everything, and it just, as far as I can tell, their efforts fell. Fast. And and to be fair, you and I have never actually played it. No. So I mean, we're kind of talking smack about something we really don't know that much. We're about. talking about a, uh, talking on our ass about a game we've never played. Right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now I would like to play it, but I just I I was really off put trying to read it. So. Can it's we awful. call it a hippie game then? How, uh, no, we call it a heavy game. I wouldn't call it a hippie game. Oh, okay, I was just, game. So. How, did they, how did he justify kickstartering that when Mongoose had the license and was producing it as well? I, I think it's a non-exclusive license. It must be. It, it has to be. Yeah, I don't know. Mongoose is not hurting. Their sales from the original ones doing well, and their new one they're starting to has got a lot of buzz going on. Mongoose did they just such revised a good job. it again. They've revised <laughs> the beta or the, the public beta for the 
Mongoose Second Edition Traveler. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed with that company. Trends. I'd really like to know what their business model is because they they do a lot of very good work. I know with RuneQuest they did some good stuff, oh, yeah. and then when RuneQuest got their rights back, they sort of stripped out everything that was RuneQuest, gave it back. Legend, to them. legend, they, called it, I think, yeah. they called it that legend, and now yeah. it's Gloriantha, or is it Gloriantha <clears throat> first? Gloriantha was the. What, either way, that, that, that went with. I'm and they had sure the they had all of the Elric stuff too, which is so confusing. But anyway, Mongoose made a re- especially with Travelers done a really good job at sort of maintaining these these old chestnuts, basically, and yeah. breathing new life into them and keeping them around and keeping them alive and, and improving them. I agree. I think you know the Traveler book is it's a nice that Mongoose puts has a nice size, it's a nice read. It's well, a, it has a little mini one. I, the little mini one, yeah, that, that was nice for a while, but it, it maybe kind of harkens back to the originals. But I like the nice big size sort of. It, mm-hmm. looks, it reminds me of the old player's handbook. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really impressed with that company. I'd love to hear more about them. I think they're, I think they're, they're in England, UK. Yeah, yes. they're UK. They survived. They were a really big producer that survived the big D20 glut. Yeah. And came out with their own original products or like grouped together, and they've been thriving. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's like they buy these or get the hold of these licenses for probably pennies on the pound, yeah. and then dust them off and repackage them and represent them. So they don't have to do any time play testing or anything. All they've, they've already got a pre tested game. They just are able to dust it off and reorganize it. It seems really smart. Well, they, I mean, they made some significant rules changes to travel. They, they did. really modernized it. They did, yeah. but they didn't have to start from the ground up. It's kind of no. like it's kind of like the people that are buying beat up homes and fixing <laughs> them up and selling them. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys buy a they're flippers. Yeah, they're. Flippers. That's right. That's kind of their business model. Well, their business model is available online. There's, if, <laughs> no, the P. There's a PDF through Drive Through RPG, and I've th- I think the name of it is "I Am Mongoose and You Can Too." Really? Oh, by Matthew Spray. Oh, really? I Sprang. believe so. I got a copy. I'll, afterwards, I'll show you. I have a copy okay. of my uh, uh, iPad. I would love to hear that. Uh, speaking of flippers, uh, I watched Tusk. Have you seen oh, this film? Is that God. the one with Harry Potter? No, yes. that's horn. Oh, that's, that's horns. horns. That's right. I was thinking the same thing. Tusk no, that's the that's the one with Fleetwood Mac and it's the USC marching band. Dun, 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 the song is in it dun, at one point, of <laughs> course. Okay. It, it's the Kevin Smith film about the podcaster that goes to Canada. Oh, yeah. right. And it it's kind of a jag on Human Centipede. It's like yeah. a torture porn film. But it's kind of a par- it's a parody. Well, it's not kind of. It's a parody of a torture porn film. Yeah, and it, it, didn't do it very involves well. podcasters. Only v- vaguely. It, it didn't, which which it, means he was able to get like twenty thousand people to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't do very well, and it wasn't received real well. It gets, really, it a gets Kevin like, Smith film not doing very well. Shocked. It gets uh, like one and a half stars on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and he said he said uh, you guys all say that. It didn't work really well, but because of that, he's working on the script and putting Clerks 3. Mallrats 2. Or yeah. was it Mallrats 2? Mallrats one of 2, them. he has the, he already has the mall and has, yeah. he's going to do uh, production. He did a public apology for Mallrats. He was so, he was so down on it. He, be, he even like dissed his own work and now he's making a second one. So, whatever. You know the movies? You're going to pay me how much? Yeah, I loved Mallrats. Sure, I'll put out <laughs> another one. <laughs> You, you know the movies, the movies, no. where they oh, yeah, yeah. filmed in Clerks Burger, 2? Yeah. That was in Buena Park. Yep. Oh, really? I used to work at the Radio Shack right across the street from it. You are in L.A. Any movie you watch, you're going to see L.A. landmarks everywhere. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> not. That's Buena, Buena Park. Park Look, uh, they shoot stuff well, in so Palmdale. No. It's OC. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but that, I, I worked across the street from that. That's okay. almost like 
you know, I had something to do with the film. <laughs> so you were in the donkey show. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's uh, going to read? Who's going to read? Uh, who to read Sniper from Eric? Oh, I'll oh. do it. It's short. Why not? Hey. Just a small point if you want to have a strong sniper account, or I think what he means is a strong sniper person. Story. Story, yes. Uh, A common tool for snipers is to critical wound but not kill a guy. Uh, This uh, this is – I'm not sure English is his first language. I'm going to read this as written. This can be given a few NPC – this can be given to a few NPCs, I think is what he's trying to say. One dies. One is hurt. Uh, and one cannot move, just stuck in the middle of the road. To make it more hardcore, make it a player, just to have some way to heal him back up. This will sadly make the hero of the group get short if he runs out with uh, without distractions and will get killed. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. That happens in Saving Private... Is it Saving Private Ryan? Doesn't one of the main characters yeah. get shot? Spoilers. The- oh, yeah. sorry. Spoilers. Oh, one of the guys in the company is lying there... Uh- uh, and then the guy, they're sitting there, and they're like, try to go out, and then pew, they take a oh, shot yeah, out of yeah, yeah. So they shoot him again on the other leg or something, and then I they, think that's the Vin Diesel character. That is, that's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's out I there, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And then and they, they bait another guy out. I can't hear listen to this. So he runs out, and pew. Yep, yep. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's gnarly, but it's a great tactic. Yeah, that's you can sit there and listen to your buddy screaming. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Thank you. Eric, uh, this next email, leave out whoever's going to read that. Leave out. I'll take it. That name when it sh- comes in. We, we have, it's mentioned a lot. I know it's mentioned a lot, but we have uh, a, a listener is calling out another listener, but I'm leaving his name out, but he'll know who he is. Just use, uh, substitute uh, Meepo. 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 <laughs> He's going to kill me. You didn't get that, dude. I I heard that episode. But, uh, who's reading this one? I'll read this one. Right. I want to read this one because it said I've something. I've got that information, I... man. New man. shit has come to New light. Shit has come to light. You, you, you got the inflection. He, he, really he, down. Actually, it's his yeah. voice. His voice is yeah. very similar when he speaks. He just needs to work a bit You're a dude. on the you inflection, man. I'll no, do he actually sounds a little like Jeff Bridges just in normal speech. Yeah. Just like Tyler sounds a little like Walken, so it doesn't take much right. to do Walken. You should come in. Uh, I'm, uh, that doesn't. I'm going to work on that so that I have an accent I can do like Tyler did. I'll, I'll, I'll start bringing in, what, what is it, uh, vodka, Kahlua. And, no, White yeah. Russians, man. White Russians, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you you know what? You could actually just <clears throat> grow out the big beard and come as uh, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. That's hey. true. Yeah. Yeah, I could. A response to some dude from Goodmush in Idaho. Dear Happy Jacks, please read this as it is in response to the email from some dude as I want to start an interstate fight feud, what have you. Uh, this is, some <clears throat> dude happens to be from New Jersey. Just say that. So, oh, okay. So he knows who it is. Okay, from some dude in New Jersey. Right. Because it's boring in Idaho and I'm lonely. Aww. Aww. If you don't, that's fine too, as I will have gotten it out there anyway. The rant is as follows I wanted to put in my two cents to this Dewberries, and by that I mean some dude from Jersey, non problem. The fact that this gas bag, some dude from Jersey, is whining about playing in an adventure path in a system that it seems he really doesn't know that well is like complaining about the seat you're in 
on a ride from the county fair you've never been on, tetanus be damned. If you don't like it, get off the ride. No, if you don't like it, don't get on the ride. It sounds like what he's saying is that it is a fault of the system and the module being run. I remind this unwashed bird brain, some dude from Jersey, that by its very construction is more railroad than sandbox, and to suggest a change of system is like being a despicable, rough-hewn meathead that doesn't know his taint from a hole in the ground. As I am re-listening <laughs> to the podcast, I realize that some dude from Jersey said that changing systems is a bad idea, but I am deciding to leave it in for dramatic tension. Oh, so you wrote this without listening to the whole thing. You should never do that. Never. <clears throat> Listen to the whole thing before you write in. Don't write yeah. in because you know. And uh, Tim Tim loves changing systems, so he's oh. going to argue with that oh. point with you. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. You're from Jersey? No, I'm not from Jersey. <laughs> I have only heard what people have told me. <laughs> I've only heard someone belongs on a t-shirt. One, two, three. That's Breathe. me counting to ten. Breathe. <clears throat> Breathe. Think of a white bubble. A white bubble? Or a, a pink bubble? Is it a pink bubble? I have no That's idea. That's for anxiety. You don't have anxiety. You're just angry. You want a white bubble. Angry today. Anyway. Pink, pink one will just piss you off more. <laughs> goddamn pink! Pink, <laughs> fucking pink, goddamn. That being said, I commend this horn beast, some dude from Jersey, for encouraging his fuddling GM, and I hope that this new GM will continue on for a very successful game mastering career. As for the comment that people say that Pathfinder is the truest form of role playing is utter stork, the bird guano. Ah, is that our stork guano? Not to be confused with stork. He's referring to the actual bird. Stork has makes guano. You make guano. Don't you? Well, I wouldn't really call it guano. It's it's a massive, massive <laughs> amount of turds. But yeah. But if you were to let it dry in a cave, I don't. I think technically only bats make guano. Yeah. That is not a bird. And mosquitoes. Ah, uh, but it is a mammal. And so are you. Aha! Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> then well, how come cattle only make manure and not guano? Well, it may, it may have to do with their diet. <laughs> I think we've all learned something today. I think so. <laughs> this has been educational. Anyway, uh, he's referring to bird shit, guano. not stork. I think guano is actually the Spanish word for poop of all kinds. Oh, it's not just bats. Guano, that's near Puerto Rico, isn't it? Seabird guano. Oh, well. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so is it, is it anything that flies makes a guano? Like mosquitoes and... Um, I will keep reading. Go on with All right. <laughs> As for the comment that people say that Pathfinder is the truest form of role-playing is utter bird shit, no one says that ever. Not once has anyone that I know said that. It doesn't even make sense. How can a game system be equal to role-play unless to mean that rolling dice is the extent of your, some douchebag from Jersey, no, some dude from Jersey, capability of make-believe? Maybe you need puppets like Mr. Rogers. He was fantastic at make-believe. Okay, well, wait a minute. There is a, there is a point in here somewhere that, that, that makes me a little nervous. How can a game system be equal to role-play? This is getting too I'm close. I'm just going to leave that right comments. there. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Run away. <laughs> Carry on. Not to go on for longer than I need to, so I will add my thoughts to the mix. In order to make the game fun for you, 
some dude from Jersey, the thick, artless malt worm. Mm, malt worm. worm. <laughs> mm. The game is not about one person. The focus needs to be on the inter-party interaction, not confrontation, because that gets old faster than jokes about how Stork, the person, rolls what? dice. How did I get involved in this? Oh, he's calling our jokes old. Oh, yeah. he's, he's calling, calling our jokes old. He's calling me old. No, he's you talking are. about the joke. Yeah. And Stork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll Maybe that's why you make guano. Right. That is. Uh, just just so you know, uh, is excrement of seabirds, cave-dwelling bats, pinnipeds, or birds in general? For he's the captain of the pinniped, and a right good captain, too. <laughs> and though before his, what the fuck's a pinniped? Uh, ping, penguins? Are they pinnipeds? A pinniped. Yes, is a so. penguin? A penguin's a pinniped. Why wouldn't it be? Pinnipeds. I'm gonna click on that and find um, out. I'm gonna go I'm down. Gonna oh no, no, no! A pinniped is a what, seal or um, a walrus. So, all right. Speaking of so tusks. flightless birds, so uh, flightless bats, some seabirds, and seals, sea mammals that aren't whales. Or all dolphins. make guano yeah, for some unknown reason, and the rest all that's make. Guano. Okay, and evidently storks. It's oh, I guess animal. also weasels, raccoons, skunks, and red pandas. Red, red pandas, <laughs> not black and white pandas. Nope, not black and white pandas, <laughs> and not Panda Express. This is really, really bizarre. And the walrus. This story will happen regardless because you are in an adventure path. So play up the R O L E play as Stu suggested. There, I've said my piece. Love. Yeah, I think. Uh, and that's kind of the advice I think we gave him: is it play your character to the hilt. Yeah, and then and that's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> in the play test I just ran, and this is something maybe I can ask a little advice right now. Uh, I, I ran, I, I made pre-gen characters, and I gave I, baked into the characters was some inner party conflict. Okay, five characters, five players. This character over here does not like this character over here because he thinks he's a sycophant and he tried to kill him once. Okay, this character is terrified of this character because he tried to kill him. These two characters used to be involved. They used to have a thing going, but they don't anymore. But they each think the other one can't let go. Okay, <laughs> this person here uh, is very loyal to this person over here because they've been in battle together. To the one who tried to kill the other one, right? Yeah. And but and this one doesn't like him so much. Doesn't really like these two either. And but anyway, I created a situation where everyone's kind of got an ally, and everyone's kind of got someone they conflict with. Did not come out in gameplay. Came out a tiny bit in the very beginning of the session. Didn't really come out in game in gameplay. Can con. you? This is a con game. Okay. It's a con game. How do you think I could encourage the players to grab a hold of that and have it come out more in a con game? I think you're asking a lot because people are going to be grappling with trying to get everything solved in the mm-hmm. time amount plus learning the system. So just don't – I shouldn't worry about it. I think you could give each person a, a distinct personality. This one's cranky. This one's mean. Mm-hmm. This one is – and I think that's enough to give them something to hang on to. But all that interplay, it, it, it's nice in there, but I don't know you – I don't well, I think, think you're I expecting a lot. I specifically had the players, almost every one of them, tell me they really liked the fact that that was in there because it's very quick. I mean the description yeah. of the character is – 
a paragraph and a half mm-hmm. for each one. Mm-hmm. And it just says, oh, you, this is so-and-so, and here's what happened and why. Every one of them said they really liked that in it, but I didn't see it come out in the game. Keep it. Is there some people who are going to take it? They're going to run with it? Other people, they're like, uh, they're going to be a little more timid. They're with some people they may not know at the game table. Right. I'd say keep it in there. I like that kind of stuff, and I've heard responses from other games and other players. They really like something to seek their teeth into so they don't have to like come up on the spot with a character concept. Right. More than just, I'm the fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're talking about a con game. Yeah. Con games are inherently by nature more railroady well, than yeah. any other game. Yeah, yeah. But so, that, that's why I brought this up because he's in an adventure path, which one of the th- problems he's having with it was that it was railroady. Right. And and the advice that whoever this grumpy person is, good mush. Is it good mush? Yes, yeah, I think so. Gave him is concentrate on the role, concentrate on the inner party, inner play, etc. while you're on the train, basically. Sure. My point, though, is with it being a little bit more railroady, if they're not showing that, I don't think it's wrong for you as the GM to prod a little bit for that. Okay. Hey, you're standing in the hall with this dude who tried to kill you six months ago. What do you do? It might even go to a mechanic. If you want to push it that far, like, uh, it could be, depending on the system, like a will save or something like that to really be in the same room. If you want to go that far, or else just maybe a simple suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't drop it just because somebody, maybe they didn't, they didn't go with it. Right. Yeah. Well, they just, did a, just little, a, quick, a little bit, but it kind of, it kind of disappeared as the... It's going to because they have a time limit to get to, and they That's don't want to. They don't want to get bogged down fighting amongst themselves and not solve your plot hook that you've also but got going on. All that I'm saying is just a quick prod when mm-hmm. you see an opportunity and it doesn't conflict with anything else going on in the game. Like if they're in the middle of the c- big combat against the big bad. That's probably a bad time to say, "Oh, you're fighting back to back with the guy who tried to kill you. You want to get away from him right now?" Right, and you're like, "Oh, oh no." But what, what do you think about giving? Play, not all of the player characters, but maybe a couple of the player characters, secondary goals. Not something that's counter to the party goal, but a secondary thing that their character like might want to do. Like, let's say that one character is like, I'm going to get him back for trying to kill me. Yeah. Sure. I think you're going to end up with your with your group. If your courage is too much, your group is going to spend all this time fighting amongst themselves and never go after your MacGuffin. Which might be fun. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as it's fun. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Does Edge of Empire have a Benny mechanic? Yes, uh, but it's not kinda. rewarded. Ah, okay. You you roll a die. Everyone rolls a die, and you have a certain number of um, white and dark side destiny points. I think they call them destiny yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, on the table. And as players use them, they flip the white ones over to the dark side. And the G, once they're flipped to the dark side, they become GM bennies. So the oh, okay. GM can flip them to, to use them for his bad guys. And so the GM flips more of them, that gives more to the players. If the players flip more of them, that gives more to the GM. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? But it's not a reward mechanic, <clears throat> no. I would definitely use the interaction you're talking about, you have before, in con mm-hmm. games. As far as having the secondaries, those the secondary goals... That would be more for, I think, for a longer game than a okay. con game or a campaign. Yeah, just that's because it's more time for it to play out. Yeah. Okay. A lot of that stuff come, takes time to brew and takes time to set up. A lot of the stuff I came up with for these characters, 
I think would have panned out much better in a campaign. Oh, for sure. And, and but if you're doing a campaign too, I mean, you've got their backstories to mine as well. Yeah. Which in Star Wars is always more interesting than the characters. Like Han Solo's fine, but his backstory's got to be fascinating. I mean, he's run into all these people. He's got this ship that he won. What about all of that? Mm-hmm. That's really much more interesting. Even the even the story of the Millennium Falcon, how he got modified and how many hands it's passed through, is more interesting than the actual you know where it is now. So backstories are always interesting and full of great stuff, and you don't have that luxury in a con game. Right? I'm I'm reading a book right now called uh, Lost Stars, Lost Worlds. Okay. It's a Star Wars book. Star okay. Wars novel. It's uh, It takes place... It starts before episode four. And it's okay. these two kids on this little planet that just got absorbed into the Empire. And I, I won't spoil it too much, but they end up going to an Imperial Academy. Well, like you do when your you know, planet right. is occupied. Uh, and they, uh, the, one of them becomes like a... Hitler uh, youth? No, not really. Um, one of one of them becomes like a junior o- a bridge officer on like a star star destroyer, and the other one becomes. Um, Dear God, it's a beer avalanche. It, it is. It's a beer avalanche. To be it, to be fair, it's, it is booby trapped. I had to say. I, I do that on purpose. Sorry. Uh, and the other and the other one. It's a beer avalanche. Um, the other one becomes like a, a like an elite Tie Fighter pilot. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's like I guess the one that doesn't get shot out of the sky. I don't know what elite type fighter pilots mean. Anyway, he survives. <laughs> he, he's the one. He's the one that gets to land. Had to learn how to land his ship. <laughs> but um, uh, at one point, in, 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 the it's kind of like Ro- Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Okay. Because the Star Wars series is going on during the course of the novel, but it's kind of in the background. It's not really the main story. We've talked about this, right? Like, back before you knew what Star Wars was, we've talked about being able to play a Star Wars game that you, you're not even involved in the war. No, no, but it, it is though. I mean, because at one point, one of the characters is assigned to a ship that's hunting down the Millennium Falcon after the destruction of Alderaan. Spoilers. Okay, so it's Alderaan it's gets destroyed. <laughs> you're kidding me! Big bala boom. Didn't know about Star Wars. <laughs> no, but. And and, and and she describes, and we're looking for this fucking ancient, they don't say it this way, this ancient White rust bucket of a ship. Yeah. Like, what on earth? And how is that thing still flying? It's I'm funny. sorry, I've had a bad day. A bunch of teenagers blew up my Death Star. What, so what the hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> yeah. You got to watch the, uh, the I robot know. chicken. Robot chicken, yep. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah. Okay. Thank you for the advice. Request feedback from Jim Toe. Is it back to me or is it someone else reading? Uh, I think uh, it's I actually think Benji. It's, it's Benji's ben- turn. It's Benji. You want one? There's a stork request on this one. If you want it, I'll take it though. Go for it. Okay. It's short. Okay. Like me. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hello. I would appreciate a favor. I've been on as a guest host for the last two episodes of RPG Circus, and it appears I will be there on a more permanent basis. I would like to encourage all the happy jackers out there to give it a listen. And unlike Happy Jacks, we are not swimming in feedback and listener questions. So any emails and audio comments, maybe from that guy that doesn't like Jersey, I guess. Um, there you go. Right? Uh, would be greatly appreciated. All the info you need on how to do that can be found over at, and I imagine we'll include the link, but it is rpgcircus.com. Thanks, Jim Toe. 
P.S. If Stork is there, can he say in his radio announcer voice? Oh, you know what? He probably wants to use this as an intro here, so I'll try to do this, all right? Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. The sounds of awesome that come from my luscious mouth literally disintegrate the underpants of either sex. Okay, oh. I'm going to give you a read here. Yeah. I want you to say it again. Yes. And I want you to give me a little pause and then emphasize either sex. Oh, it's either sex, not either sex? Or, or however you want to pronounce okay. that word is fine. But a little pause and then... And then and then I'm going to do my best micro. There you go. The sounds of awesome that come from my luscious mouth literally disintegrate the underpants of either sex. Good enough. I'm done. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. And I respect. <laughs> no, you won't. No, won't. Now you have a little pause with me going, either sex. Yeah, right. either sex. It just, it's <laughs> it's going to change around and come out like, it's here, awesome. You can't my luscious mouth. Literally disintegrate the underpants of either sex. <laughs> uh, Jim Toe's a long time listener In fact, I think he was one of the first writers Writers in He's been, he's been doing this he's with been us a while, He's so the one that time. called my ass out When I was uh, So hopefully he's still going to listen to Happy Jacks Even though he's now made the big time And is on his own, uh, his own podcast We wish you the best of luck, Jim Toe He's awesome. yeah, on RPG Circus Which I still listen to on occasion Yes, so Jim Toe Good, I'm glad you're Wasn't moving Jim up Toe? and doing it and, But uh, hey, still listen no. to us Wasn't? No, I don't think so Was... Which Jim Toe, Bruce's secret lover nemesis. slash foe. Yes. His nemesis. His yeah. nemesis. Oh. nemesis. That's yes. right, yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of which, uh, for those of you who are out there who listen to the show who do RPG podcasts, uh, I think it's probably the right time of year to start doing some like cross-promotion. So if anyone out there wants to guest or wants a guest... Why do you wait till Christmas to do cross promotions? <laughs> See what get I did? Yeah, get it? Yeah, I got it. Woo, yeah. Sorry about that. Do you? That, I see what you that's did there, Stork. That's going to be a bad one because I, I went to the hat for dinner. Did you eat an entire hat? <laughs> no. You have no response to that, do you? <laughs> Chapeau omelette. <laughs> Fromage de la chapeau. Minnesota Gooch set some shit straight. Hi, friends. New information's come to light, man. man I've cool. got information, man. New shit has come to light. New shit has come not to not light. These men are nihilists. There's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, these men are nihilists. Nothing to be afraid of. I like uh, the fade out you did there. That's nice. I didn't. That's how he delivered the line. Really? Yeah. I'd have to go in and like write it or something to get it. But and there's a bunch of noise in the background. Last episode, you mentioned that the email bag was getting a little floppy. So, so here's, That's so here's, my burlock. My sack is floppy. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some filler based on thoughts that I've had over the last few months. Don't worry, none of this will be controversial. Number one, fate sucks. So does fate accelerated. It suffers from many of the same problems that Burning Wheel and Mouse Guard do. Namely, they are really, really mechanical. If Pathfinder is one extreme of numeric fiddliness, then fate is at the opposite pole. But rather than using numbers to guide things, narrative elements are regimented to fill the same role. Not fun. Did Angry move to Minnesota? And, <laughs> and change his name to Gooch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the Angry Email Show. It is. The Dresden Files books suck. Okay. I read, oh, I, oh, wait. Hold on. Excuse me. <laughs> flipping the table. I am flipping the motherfucking table at that. Uh, Tim, now, in all fairness, I would like to say, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? To be fair to, it took me to, like, book 
book three or book four, three or four before I really got into the werewolf one. After the werewolf one is when I, his writing got better Spoilers. and I started to get into it. I, it's it's called what wolf? Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a big Full wolf moon. on the cover. I mean, yeah, yeah. full moon. <laughs> but but the first two were not as well written. No, you could definitely tell that he was kind yeah. of learning as he's going. Yes. Ah, Butcher's a hack. He's only got 22 books in the bestseller list. <laughs> the stories are great. Thank you. Dresden Files is awesome. I just started reading it yeah, recently. You're not a writer. You don't understand like the nuances and stuff. It's uh, They're just not that well What written. do you know? You don't know what you like. Yeah. Shut up. I know, right? God, fuck me. I'm dumb. <laughs> you're so wrong. I'm you so like wrong. That. <laughs> no, it's awesome A-hole. shit. I love it. Oh, yeah, quick I do reads. After the cast, I have some more books that you'd like then. Okay. Okay. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> we're going to hold hands and skip. Um, I, I'd like to state that I don't hold hands and, and skip. You do skip. I've seen you. Uh, I hold hands yeah. with skip. God, Stu, you're not supposed to tell anyone. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, it gets worse. I read two and had to stop. Well... Not that great. Now, and Tim, you, you just recently got into Dresden Files, right? Yeah, like yeah. three weeks ago, and I'm on book like seven. Now yeah, so or you, you're actually ju- you're still in the middle of drinking the Kool Aid. Oh so. yeah, and he, you're, you're, and you haven't even really hit the power creep yet. Yeah, because uh, because you know what? Okay, so yeah. I can I can see it start a little bit because okay. he's he's starting to. Um, like his staff is starting to light up and burn a little bit, and and he's mentioning Hellfire more. And I'm pretty certain it's because he's got that coin buried in his lab uh, yeah. in the protective <laughs> circle. We're not saying a goddamn word. We're not saying anything. No, I know, I know. But whatever. But I can see he's. It's. I can see it starting. He's getting angrier. And you're spoiling and people who are earlier than. May I two. suggest, dude? How old are these books? Doesn't matter. I spoilers. <laughs> I thought I thought I was the last person t- who had not read Dresden ever. Try something. And I had to do this. When there was a power creep, and I started to go, oh, you know, it seems to be the same thing, or just kind of seems, uh, I've read this before. Try his other series, Codex Alera. Oh, I love that one. It's a different voice for Jim Butcher, and it's a really nice kind of fantasy. I think it's five or six books total. That's all he did. He completed the whole circle. And then go back to the Dresden Files. I think you'll really enjoy it. Like, if you feel like you're going, ah, I want to take a break, try those out. I cannot I actually, get into those. I actually I thought they not. were better written. I did too. Well, it's also because we're talking, you know, first person narrative. Yeah, I have all- not had any inkling that I'm going to go. Eh, I might want to read something else. I am devouring those books with a passion. I am reading them. Are you reading them? Or are you listening to them? I'm reading them. I, I did both because I couldn't stand not consuming the book. So, like, I would read it and then I'd have Whisper Sync and then listen to it in my car on the way to work so I didn't have to stop listening. Because James Marsden is dreamy. And, and you know what? They had that good. one book, what is it, 12, where they had a different guy because James Marsden yeah. was busy doing something. Didn't sound the same. I, 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 he's come back and re-recorded it. Oh, this, really? Yes. Okay, this is how bad it is. Um, it's, the one, it's the one where he dies. Oh, Spoilers. No. Sorry. <laughs> See? I, spoilers. Can we tell you what happens? It's I take, spoilers, right? Because it's old. <clears throat> I take my Kindle to work with me right. every single day. And I, I'm i making air quotes now. Shit, like four times more per day than I ever did before. But I'm not really shitting. I'm just getting some private time at work so I can read the fucking Dresden files. And this is why you're not able to get the vampire game done. Oh, son of a <laughs> 
Oh, I wonder if it coincides with when you started Dresden Files, did it? Mm, maybe. Oh, he did say that he, the big project at work was he was falling behind, I too. Need, <laughs> I need something heavy to throw at all of you. All right. What can I throw? Uh, the, the Traveler game. I <laughs> you can't I'll, lift yeah, it. Can't it, it you're going to need a dolly and like a Sherpa or two to carry it for you. <sighs> I read two and had to stop. They're overhyped, poorly written schlock. The plot ah! holes, the tropes, the scratches. Oh, my God. The... Science will never understand magic because it's American urban fantasy and magic is mysterious and we don't understand science and shit. Oh, God. The Dresden File RPG, the two-book set, which, like a moron, I actually bought, it based on an earlier deriv- derivative of the Fate system. It's like Fate 2.5. Yeah. It's not like a chart. It's actually like its own little Fate system. It is. It's, yeah. Is it um, Spirit of the Century based? It's between I think them. it's before Spirit it of the Century. It is before Spirit of the Century. Before Spirit, so it's like between... It's kind of a hybrid. It's like yeah, 2.3. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, double suck. It's a derivative fate system double sucks. The books are beautiful and put together well. It's just that the things the text on the pages describe are double dumb. <laughs> Three, Savage Worlds is good. Oh, wrong for... It's twice now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you just made Jim cry. Really good. Hits a great balance between free-form playability and structured conflict resolution. The only thing I can see being a problem is perhaps some sameness in power powers from characters to character. Yep. If one is to attempt a long-term campaign. Yep. You know what, though? You could run Dresden in in, in Savage Worlds really well because you could have like a fire pyromancer sort of Absolutely. guy yeah. that's really yeah. You know really what you focused. can't do in it, though? You can't do magic the way Dresden does magic in the novels. Because Dresden does magic in the novels where it's like, I'm going to cast a spell. Here's the formula I'm going to use. Yeah. Here are the powers I'm going to harness. You know, you know what you could do it with? Gerps. Mage. 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 Yeah. No, you couldn't do it with GURPS. Want to be playing Mage. You couldn't do it with the default uh, magic system in GURPS. Yeah. He looks uh. at the Fantasy Companion. Not with the default magic system. You couldn't okay. do it with the default. Okay. You could use one of the... There's uh, GURPS magic has alternate magic systems in it. Okay. You yeah, probably you, could do it with one of those. There's there's I a couple of... Because um, I remember it's, the, it's all spells, but he's got... He, do, you know, do you know why you could do it in Mage? Because that's the game you I were know. playing when he came up with Dresden. I know. I, I, it has to be. It is. I'm convinced of it. It now. is. Actually, I distinctly recall there being an improvisational magic system in GURPS magic, or maybe it was the Grimoire, which could probably mm, do I've got it. GURPS Grimoire. I, that's one, one of the few 3rd edition books I kept because it's signed by Steve Jackson because my name's in it. Your name's in Grimoire? Yeah. Stu's a GURPS god. Oh, shit. Yeah. My, the, several spells in there were designed in the campaign I ran, and we sent them in. Stu's I'll, grasping I'll, hand. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Stu's, Stu's, Stu's cupping hand. Stu's douche bag. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to have you all grab one of the reasons. One of the reasons Steve Jackson was on the on the podcast is when Stu contacted him, he was like, oh, He yeah. remembered me. I, he oh, hi, Stu. vaguely remembered my name, he said. Which is better than not remembering it at all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you again? That's a stupid name. The only thing worse than not being talked about is being talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, number four, GURPS is also good. Yeah! <laughs> uh, it's like Pathfinder for people who breathe through their nose. <laughs> oh, hell, hell no. <laughs> Rather than their mouth. 
Uh, oh. If only the name wasn't such a turnoff. It, you know what? He's got a really good point. GURPS is the worst name for a disease. It is. It's, it's like some venereal disease. Guys, it sounds like a guys, disease. I got yeah. GURPS. Yeah, it's a disease. I've got GURPS simplex. It's terrible. <laughs> GURPS simplex. I'm sorry. I'm just going to. I'm trying to get through this. I'm breathing through my mouth right now. <laughs> Five, Apocalypse World is not very good. The idea and structure for the way the game is actually played is good, but the content of the Apocalypse World book itself is kind of shit. I actually found a physical copy of the book filled, among, filed amongst the sci-fi fantasy novels at half price of the bookstore for six bucks. That's about what it's worth. I've read through it, the, the tone of the book, the style in which it is written, annoyed the shit out of me. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah the game... Game mechanics. If you want to do that for your fluff, that's fine. Game mechanics need to be written like a fucking technical manual. Yeah, totally. Okay, Apocalypse World, the style is written in was like in the style that these last two emails have been written in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'll, Burning Wheel is like the last two emails we've written in. Like, listen, you fuck! <laughs> right? God, you're doing it wrong. You're Play it right. Wrong. <laughs> Number six, terribly sorry, Stu. Dungeon World is one of the best tabletop RPGs to come out in the last decade. It fits a particular niche. It's fucking fantastic for new players and great for one-shots. They stole the best parts of Apocalypse World and threw away the garbage. The failing forward mechanic is especially good as there is a very good psychological evidence... Uh, to support rewarding failure. It makes failure both interesting and encouraging at the same time, which many games are not capable of. For instance, missing your attack roll in D&D. Of note, the Burning Wheel and Mouse Guard both have similar mechanics, but suffer from other issues. One key aspect of this uh, is that one does not choose to fail. It's just when failure does happen, it doesn't sting as much. Didn't Didn't this guy just say... GURPS sucks, but the Hellboy RPG was the greatest thing ever. No, he said GURPS. What? He likes no, GURPS. I'm yeah. drawing a parallel. Oh. Apocalypse World sucks, but Dungeon World is great. Aren't they? Well, he, but he's talking. He's really talking about the content of, of Apocalypse World. He's I, I not thinking about the, the voice it has. The game so he's talking has. about the, the way it's written it as opposed to what it's saying. on the cover. That's why I bought it. Oh, okay. All right. Number seven. Um... Didn't you say something about wanting to read that part? Oh no, that's just the one I have. I have. I like this last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> In my esteemed opinion, Dungeon Crawl Classics is the best tabletop RPG that has come out in recent memory. Stu, as someone designing a new game system, you really need to read this book. It's cheap, 40 bucks new, and full of both content and awesome art. There have been so many topics covered in the last year on. or so on the show that are essentially, well, I guess we could hack this system or that system to do cool things. DCC does it and does it well. You want a unique magic items? They have them. You want magic system that moves beyond just binary success failure? They have it in spades. You want games made by human beings rather than giant faceless corporate entities? DCC is made by a super nice guy who works with other super nice people. Yes. I will say it's a very good I've just started getting into it. The Kickstarter is going on right now for a new one. It's a good system if you really like that Appendix N 
feeling of the old games. It is OS is is old school Renaissance before old school Renaissance. Yeah, it has a great magic system that you could have either spectacularly fail or do this amazing stuff. Oh my god, I did that. You did amazing. amazing. Does that character, character sheets? sheets? No character sheets. No. <laughs> Uh, and it has that funnel system I've seen other systems use. So it has a lot of great, it's fun, unique kind of throwbacks to it. The funnel system, that's where you make like four characters and one of them survives. And that's the if one you play, right? Sometimes, yeah. Don't yeah. mind the character. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. Great funnel line for those of you paying attention. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I would have to say that it's a very good system. I wouldn't say it's the best around. And I also know for a fact, since I have a copy of it, I'm getting one for a friend, that would probably be close to that Traveler book that Stu has. Oh, it's that big? Yeah. Just the spell book. Okay, just this. Basically, every spell has about 1 to 30 different things that can happen to it. Now, imagine each spell taking 1 to 2 to 3 pages. So if you're casting a spell, you, you all of a sudden everything comes to a halt while you spell look up check. what it is you want to spell do. Spell check. Though they've got some software out there. They've got some little reference books. But once again, spell check. Spell check. So yeah. you, you roll a die and you roll a D30? Yeah, they're using, was it Zachi or Zochi, Zochi, whatever it is. yeah. Makes uh, a D30. D30. They really like their old school dice and you know, the funky dice. I would not say a D30 is old oh, school. It's new. Sir. I've never, yeah. Back, uh, this is <laughs> we no, just okay. use Play-Doh's perfect forms, okay? We didn't have any of these, like, D30s. Okay. We didn't have any of these, like, presentable dice. Chits. Okay, oh, so. I played with shit when I was young, too, but I, this is different. <laughs> chits. Chits. I chit, not chit. chit. I'm sorry. It's orale. Play with chits, I thought I didn't say chit. I said chits. <laughs> like the little baba boss in the field. Yeah, the little chits. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I still issue D10s because they're Kazoon height. So it is a good game, but I wouldn't say it's the best thing out there. It does have a lot of crunch to it, but if you want that, like especially with you, uh, Tim, the OSR feeling, it's really done a good jo- job capturing it. I have the, uh, I still have the beta PDF from DCC from mm-hmm. way back when they were beta testing it. Uh, the sound of it when they described it, I was like, oh my god, I have to get in on this. I have to. And then I got myself a copy of the beta and never read it. And it's still sitting there kind of unread. I got, um, what's the one that the the people that did the comic strip did? Hackmaster. Yeah, I got a basic Hackmaster or something like that. Yeah, I have PDFs of it. Yeah. I'm, as I said last time I was on, I'm, I'm really all about deluxe tunnels and trolls right now. Still? It's been weeks. God damn it. Well, he hasn't run it yet. He has to start a campaign and then okay. he can switch it up. I, I, <laughs> oh, you are about Tunnels and Trolls. You know, you know what? You know what? I, I signed up a game at OrcCon already uh-huh. for Deluxe TNT. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Already. Good. Well, yeah. Where were you? We were already on there. Yeah. Slow boat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I still FNG or are you... <laughs> Yeah. Number eight. There's a humongous He's had a shitty day. Look at all the track marks across him. Right? It's like right? Just... Thanks, guys. Eight. There's a humongous email I have considered writing that explores the intersection of basic good role playing, group work, DMing, etc., and the science of good pedagogy. But I'll leave that alone for now. That is all. Minnesota Gooch. Take a poll. Yay. P.S. And now the email starts. 
vampire genre anything is blah. <laughs> the door- <laughs> I don't say blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. The tortured angsty vibe of the whole thing is really uninteresting. And that's like my opinion, man. <laughs> well at least he's <laughs> listening. I kind of agree with him. That's one of the things that's it's yeah, always that's made me like, shy away uh, from your opinion, man. It always made me shy away from vampires is that whole angsty... Yeah. It's kind of fun, though, isn't it? Some, well, I'm trying not to be the angsty right. vampire, though. I'm actually trying failing. to play against it. Right. My big thing is romanticizing death as I get closer to it becomes less and less attractive. Sure. P.P.S. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to actual plays for two reasons. One, bullshit real-life conversations that happen as a natural part of tabletop gaming. And two, to learn how to actually play a system I'm not familiar with. The story is an incidental benefit. What's this mean? What this means is that actual plays that sanitize the podcast to remove the irrelevant chatter and the exploration of the rules as they are implemented are completely useless to me. May as well come over to my house and tell me all about your character. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I just don't get it. I guess for the chatter section, it would be like watching a video game cutscene in in which I don't know, I don't know, Master Chief and Cortana step out of character for a moment to discuss mowing the lawn and how odd it is that you can so clearly determine how long a dog's shit has been sitting in the lawn based on the coloration, <laughs> coloration and consistency. Uh, is well, it and that is true, you know. <laughs> is it guano? No, because dogs are neither pinnipeds, sea fowl, or bats. bats. Ah. It humanizes the enterprise and makes it endearing and relatable. As for the game rules, I mean, there are games. They are games, right? Not everyone who is listening is going to know how the system works, and that's kind of a big deal if you don't know how the system works and you are really missing a major part of the story and how the characters are likely to behave do they not want to fight because do they not want to fight because they suck at fighting or because fighting is just really scary or maybe this is a smelly hippie game and every conflict is resolved by going to the therapist and hugging it out how the fuck do i know I don't own the particular book. Maybe dropping some rules during the AP would be useful. But maybe I'm just a weirdo and no one else agrees with me. Perhaps set up or delegate delegate uh, a survey to get some feedback related to what people are interested in hearing on, in an AP. Do they want all the bits or just certain ones? Who knows? Sounds like work, though. So maybe fuck that, eh? That's right. Fuck that. He does bring up a point. I mean, I always feel really self-conscious when we're talking about mowing the lawn or shit during APs. Did you listen to the last D&D game? Uh-uh. It was the ADD game. <laughs> well, I, you, I mentioned, yeah, I heard that mentioned, but I haven't actually heard the... We did sake bombs before we started. Oh. That's never a good idea. We, then, we should have proved that point the last time. That's never a good idea. And then we start playing, and I'll bet we spent, in the two hours we played, I went two... In the two hours, thank you. In the two hours we played, I bet you we spent mm, half hour actually playing the game. The rest of it is side conversations. It was insane, and people probably loved it. I guess I don't know. I, I always know. feel bad about that. I always he feel might. like it needs to stick to the game. I'll say when we did the Star Wars play test, we go up and look up a lot of rules. I recorded the explanation of the dice mechanic as I explained it to the players. Mainly, I'm eating a cookie. Sorry, mainly because I wanted to. Um, I wanted to rehearse my explanation of the 
dice mechanic. Sure. Because I'll have to do it at the at the nerd strong. Sure. Yeah. Um, so all of that is on that AP. That AP probably won't go up for a couple weeks because there's a backlog right now. But when it goes up. So, I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think there's a balance between just chatter out of... I, oh. I think what he's specifically talking about is not necessarily like our real life world. Like, oh, what'd you do today kind of stuff. I think he's talking about the sort of the tangents that happen in game. Like this whole thing we did with Guano. I mean, that, some of that can be really interesting. And sometimes stuff comes up in games. Like when we were playing the vampire game the last time, we were like, do, does your hair change? Right. How does that? And we went on and on and on about this long And it jag. started a whole long conversation on the forum, too. It, it did. So, And maybe that's what he's talking about, is stuff like that that comes out of the game, but not necessarily like uh, you know our, our daily life. Like, oh, yeah, I had to go pick up my daughter today. I don't think anybody cares about that. I think it's all of that in- ancillary stuff that's attached to a game that, that comes Probably. out of when you're playing. Probably. And I get that, because sometimes some of that stuff is like, I never thought about the fact that uh, vampires' hair. Do, do we? Can you cut it? Does it grow back? How do we? This, this and his comment about ga- the game rules makes me think that when we do have a question about a game rule, let's go ahead and look it up wh- while we're there at the table, read it, and do it right. If yeah. people are using if people are using APs to learn a system, that seems like a smarter way to. That, that do does it. make some sense. I'm opposed to that. Why? Because this guy is my foe, <laughs> <laughs> and he He's recommended it. Nemesis. <laughs> so, fuck it. All right. You're Gaming right. Nightmare from Nicholas in Sweden. Content warning. <laughs> warning, this horror story gets dirty. Oh, my. Hello, Happy Jackers. I'm writing from Sweden. Yes. I put a content warning on there because this does get graphic. Can I move away from 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 Stork a bit here, just in case? If you if you think you need to, or yeah. <laughs> I'm if ready. You, if you, you want, you can cuddle with me if you want. No, no let's not. I'll oh. stay can here. I, okay. Have another right. cookie. It's really good. <laughs> <You're> awesome. <laughs> okay. oh what God. are we supposed to give diabetics when they have uh, insulin problems? Uh, you just call nine one. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my phone out. Crystal, if two passes out, it's your fault. I'm going to have three. Hello, Happy Jackers. I'm writing oh, from Sweden to tell four. you of a gaming horror story. Now, Sweden is a great place to live in many ways, but when it comes to pen and paper RPGs, it's pretty awful. D&D, or any other RPG for that matter, never really had a breakthrough here, at least not enough to stick. You're lucky to find someone who's even heard of the hobby, not to mention someone who plays or has a group going. Let me ask a question. That's weird because LARP's big there. And this is going out to all of our listeners in Sweden, because there's several of them. Scandinavia or just Sweden? And so, well, n- well, Sweden, there's a lot of guys from Sweden. Okay, yeah. Do you guys all know each other? <laughs> I'm just curious uh, if this is like the same gaming group that all listens or if these are different people, because if it's different people, there are other gamers out there. Yeah. <laughs> Sweden's a fairly big place, though. Mm-hmm. It's long. It's fjordy, right? Is uh, it yeah, fjordy? Yeah. And at certain times of the year, it's hard to get to other places. I and mean, then there's yes, the trolls. And there's the... Well, that's Norway, but... I mean, if well, Norway has them in Norway, right. sure. They don't And thank you for that recommendation. Borders. Did you watch I it? Finally saw, oh, my God. How good is that movie? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's it's not what you expect. You're like troll hunter. How bad can this movie? You know, uh, and you watch it. You're like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, it's on my <laughs> list to buy now. I know. It's, on. it's it's awesome. Is it called Trolls or Troll Hunter? Troll, troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Trolls completely different. That's the eighties thing. Mm. Trolls too. It was. Yeah. 
My sister, age 16 at the time, and me, age 20 at the time, played D&D, just the two of us, taking turns leading the other through solo dungeon crawls. Eventually, I heard of this website called Roll20 and immediately told my sister, who quickly grew equally as excited as I was. So she's 16 and she's already running games. That's pretty awesome. I like, yeah. I like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, until this point, neither of us had ever come in contact with any other or any form of gaming community. Uh-oh. The closest we'd ever been was video game voice chats, which we always had muted 100% of the time. This will come into play as we encounter some of the worst this hobby has to offer. <laughs> we tossed a co- He's foreshadowing. This is very well written. We tossed a coin to decide who would DM the first session of ours. My sister won and promptly began putting together a level 1 to 5 adventure in D&D 3.5. Damn. We, we also ran a few test sessions, just she and I, to get used to, to learn rolled. 20s interface and features features when the adventure was done we signed the game up as looking for players messages flooded in it only took a few days for her to pick out her players with character concepts she thought would fit the adventure it doesn't matter what you type into the campaign info for these things people will send in applications for whatever characters they feel like regardless so it's necessary to sift through them a bit we had her game we had our five players including the two of us and we had a date set Game day came, we sat down in our respective rooms, turned on our computers, our microphones, our webcams, and were met with a dude without a shirt on in one Skype square. <laughs> Chatterbait. Eardrum-poppingly loud, I love that, eardrum-poppingly loud metal music from another, and the most timid-looking Indian kid who turned out to be a good guy in the third. From this point on, they shall be called Creep, Wallflower, and Fade. His character's name, respectively. Fod. All right. Fahad. I'm going to say Fade because it's cooler. After we'd gotten Wallflower. <laughs> after we'd gotten Wallflower to turn this the last mu- one. Sorry. After we'd gotten Wallflower to turn the music off and creep to put his shirt on, <laughs> I messaged my sister privately saying, You sure you want to do this? Um, um, I'm not seeing a lot of people. Is it not okay to not wear a shirt in Scandinavia? Well, it's cold there, all this also, but it's also just—I mean, he shears a sixteen-year-old girl, and this yeah. guy's just sitting, hanging out there. And I'm assuming he's a fat beard, and nobody really needs to see that while you're, you know. Yeah, you have to think about the thought process of I'm going to go online and play D and D with these people who I've never met before. So I'm going to sit here without my shirt on. Well, okay, I'm wondering. People going go to into the beach this. all the time without a shirt on in front of strangers. That's why. Was he playing at the beach? Remember, this is Roll20. He's not necessarily in Scandinavia. But when they do the announcements in Roll20, and I know this part because if you have a username or something, if she's the one that did it, it had her name. Yes. So I'm wondering if he was like... Hey, baby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Let's this is like read the guy, more and find out. This is the guy on the dating site who took his shirt off and took a selfie in front of his bathroom mirror. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, sh- okay. I'm sure if he looked like George Clooney, well, maybe not anymore, but I'm sure if he looked, you know, really good, it probably would. But I, regardless, it still seems a, li- a bit audacious, don't you think? Would you, like, sign up to a game with a bunch of strangers and show up without your shirt on? You know what I look like without a shirt on? Well, I, that's my, you know. But no, top, I don't actually. What if, what if what if the, the guy is a surfer and he's got a little beach house on the on Seal Beach and on the fjords? What? <laughs> no, but I don't know if they're. I don't like he said it's World Twenty. They could have been anywhere in the world. I'm not sure. seeing a lot of potential here. She responds with neither am I, but I just want to play. Finally, let's see what happens. She later regretted those words. 
My oh, sister no. welcomed everyone to the game and gave a short briefing on our situation. We were prisoners on an airship and were about to be dropped on the peak of a large mountain. The mountain was a prison. Trial by combat and chance of penance all at once. It was filled with evil horrors and dangerous traps. If someone was to make it out alive, they had earned their second shot at life. The two main goals of the adventure was to get out alive and to figure out why we were there. And none of us had committed any form of crime that n- anyone knew of. Okay, I'm so stealing this idea. A little 16-year-old girl in Sweden came up with this. It's yeah. cool. Creep was playing a half-orc fighter. That image you will now have in your head is spot on. He was dumb, rash, blunt, and above all, rude as hell. Wallflower was playing a tiefling assassin. His oh, character was tieflings. a copy of Fuck him. Tieflings. His character was a... His character is a copy of him as a player. Shy, a bit pulled back, and generally unnoticeable. Though he gets credit for genuinely trying his best to interact with us and the world. Sometimes pushing past very obvious anxiety issues on his part. Fade was a war-forged druid, which he had flavored to essentially be a transformer. Fade was fucking rad. I was playing a dwarf cleric with a deeply rooted fear of heights, which is really convenient when you're in a cliffside prison, right? Or a mountaintop prison. We were left on the mountaintop, only way down being the stone staircase leading down to its depths. We walked down and were met with a large stone half filled with decaying corpses and skeletons. A few of them came to life. Our first fight had started. This is when it became clear Wallflower had absolutely no idea how D&D 3.5 worked in terms of combat mechanics, which is a pretty large part of the game. My sister was patient with him and did her best to walk him through things. During this process, I got a whisper in the roll... 20 chat window. It was from Creep. He wrote, lol, a chick explaining rules as if she was a fucking expert. <sighs> Understand. This is a guy without a shirt off. He's defending hat. there, Stu. Yeah. I didn't say he wasn't a douchebag. <laughs> I did not say he wasn't a douchebag. He showed up he without a shirt off. shirtless he- douchebag. Understand that, I, understand that I left the spelling mistakes <laughs> and the extreme misogynistic word choices he used. So he's actually editing. It was actually worse than that. I was dumbfounded until I realized he had no idea we were brother and sister. I informed him of this and told him that if he kept that shit up, my sister would be told, and she would ruin him. She may have only been 16, but she took absolutely no shit and even gave back then. He didn't respond and looked a bit baffled Mm -hmm. in his webcam for a bit before realizing it was his turn. We defeated the skeletons and made our way deeper, picking up some gear from dead prisoners as we went. Fade and I helped each other out with making sure the bodies and souls of some of the more recent deceased would stay peaceful. We walked through a narrow corridor and arrived at a massive chasm that split the inside of the mountain. Chasm. Number- chasm? <laughs> chasm? Chism? Chasm. Chasm. Kazunite. <laughs> Guano. The inside of the mountain. <laughs> A number of thin protrusions, making it the only viable way over the, to the torch-lit archway. Archway? Archway. Ar- it's, it's chasm, isn't it? Archway? I guess it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's English. It changes every time. No, I don't want any more cookies. I already can't see. Do you mean Keynes's? Damn it, that means I'm going to have to eat these last two. I think my kidneys are dying. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, archway that we could see over there. It was a pretty cool role-playing challenge. Catching, 
catching each other when we fell, using ourselves as makeshift bridges to reach another protrusion that would reach further, etc., etc. So it's kind of like that scene in, um, um, uh, oh wait, right uh, with the midgets, and they're they're swinging their cages back and forth to uh, get across. Time bandits. Time Thank bandits, you. Yes, yeah. time bandits. Everyone. Thank you. Thank you. My stupid fucking brain. Wildflower had some massive issues understanding how skill checks worked, but it was eventually worked out. The night kept going on pretty well. We met crazy ghosts, lovely folk when you get past the crazy part, a pack of cannibals, not so lovely, a giant beetle monster, my sister is evil, she knew I had a nearly crippling fear of insects in real life. Damn! Creep was silent for the triggers. Creep was silent for the most part, although he could often hear him typing loudly. Wallflower learned slowly but steadily and seemed to be enjoying himself. Fade was a delight and the whole night through. Then, then we met a female NPC. She was a half-elf who had been there for years. She survived on scavenging and hunting the more natural beasts that stalked these tunnels. She welcomed the help in finding a way out. She had pushed as hard as she could, but there were limits to what even she could do. Creep came to life. Uh. He hadn't said much since he told him... Uh, she, he hadn't said much since I had told him off. Now he apparently wanted a chance to be a mouthpiece. I think he was trying to flirt. It sounded more like a verbal attempt at groping. We're talking innuendos, unwelcome advances, making sure to point out where his eyes were pointed at all times, lewd jokes at every opportunity he got. Eventually, his voice got huskier. He kept talking more and more and had less and less to say. Like, he was just speaking to elicit a response from the half-elf. I'm reminding myself this is a horror story. Right, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> now, this was the first time my sister and I had ever been in a game with anyone else but ourselves. If she had been more experienced, she would have most likely cut his shit off early. But she kept role-playing. A minute or so went by with just these two characters speaking. Kreef's face took on an expression that most people will recognize as the O face. Oh, God. Go away, no. Biden. Oh, no. He actually spoke the words. Just say a few more sentences, please. My sister typed to me. Is he? Is is he? I typed back. There's no fucking way. Creep stood up, revealing package in bare legs, and went on to release. Some of it ended Go up on I his bang. webcam lens. Oh, my holy dear God. God. All of us just sat in stunned silence. Okay, never mind. I don't want to play through all 20. (laughs) (laughs) Looking away from the monitors in our headsets, we heard him breathe out and say with a satisfied voice, I was starting to wonder when you were finally going to do your job, sexy. Again. Jesus Christ! That's the spirit of it. What he actually said was shit even you wouldn't want to read on a public show. Let me just pause here and say that this is tantamount to rape. This is this is you you are this is an assault. Yeah, it is. You, you have this guy's name, you have his face. He should this be is fucking unbelievable. Where's anonymous I, I when you need it? Pump this douchebag down. It's roll twenty turned into cock roulette. It's more than that. This is he fucking spooged on everybody. Physically. Yeah. Gal, would you want to be tech support for that computer if he brings it in? My sister left oh the Oh my god. My I... sister left the call and game session. I stayed a bit no longer, shit. but yeah. only to kick creep from the campaign page and say sorry to Wallflower and Fade, and I went to a room and just tried to understand what the fuck had just happened. Now, he even says here that he uh that the what the guy said was even worse than he's oh, yeah, actually right. yeah, yeah. We never picked the game back up. It took her almost 3 years to be willing to DM again. But she's added, and with a good online group now. 
I'm playing with Fade in a 5e campaign. Still, none of us ever heard from Wallflower ever again. Needless to say, we blocked Creep from ever contacting any of us. Sure. That's me and my sister's horror story. It nearly made us both want to quit RPGs altogether, but it turned out all right in the end. That is truly a horror story. It's insane. Like, like... That's we what, talk about horror that's, stories. That's why my daughter is not allowed to be on the internet on her computer unless she's in a room that we're one of us is right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we talk about horror stories, and the horror stories are usually things like, yeah, the DM was so bad he he wouldn't let me play my character right or whatever. But this is truly horrific, <laughs> dude. Yeah. The These two kids did this. They they went. They put all the time to learn the software. They learned the rules. This sixteen-year-old girl came up with it. Looks like an amazing concept for a storyline. Right. Line. And then had this kind of shit their first time out happen to him, and she still went back to play three years you, later. You hadn't pre-read this email, because so you said was really prescient. You said, oh, her name's on it. So he just sought out a little girl that had, that had made this thing, and that's what he was going for. I, I oh, hadn't probably. thought about it. Yeah. So I know because, I was, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm trying out Roll20, and I'm learning how to send out messages for looking for group, and the name's associated. So, she, so if she used something that was a lot of people do, which will be either a male or female name or something close to it they could identify, I could easily see that happening. Yeah. Sure. God. That's vile. He showed up naked. He just, yeah. They just had him put a shirt on. That you're yeah, in hindsight, you're probably right. Yeah. So he yeah. actually was sitting there naked, ready to jerk off. Yeah. From the from the from the very beginning. Probably. And they said, "Put a shirt on." Oh, so he went and put a shirt on. Right. But it was still Starkers. Kudos for them for keeping up with the hobby after all this happened. I mean, right. I That's, could, I can't even joke about that. No, you can't. Yeah. She was ostensibly raped. I mean, she and, and there's PTS well, involved. I mean, okay, it's not a physical, no. but I mean, look, let's so. not engage in hyperbole. That's hyperbole. That's what would you call it? Uh, that was assault. Uh, no, it, no, it's not even really assault either. I'm sure it's a crime. Well, uh, and I'm not even talking legally. I'm talking about just it's a psychic. Oh, no, I, it's uh, an attack. It, sure. It's scarring. Oh no, yeah, to be I, sure. I, I I don't disagree with that whatsoever. It. I I might have to look up the actual like definition of rape to see if it actually is involved physical contact or if you can be scarred. By, I don't know, but regardless, it is. It was a complete violation of trust. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's yes, a violation absolutely. of of. <laughs> yeah, but it's know. just She's a violation. Back. Let's look at the part because let's look at the positive part. She started back, and at 16 years old, had that wonderful of a storyline, picking up, like you said, triggers of her brother. Yeah. Uh, about his fear, building the story along. It sounded like she was a good storyteller and at 16 years old. And I'm not saying, you know, once again, there's still some great people out there, teens are doing it. But to think about that and have that happen and still say, I want to go back to the hobby later, kudos to him and really kudos to her on that yeah. one. She had to stop for three years because yeah. it's I don't traumatizing blame her. Enough. I'm surprised. Think of the kind of shitty games we were running when we were 16. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, nobody spooged on my face. No. I am no. all staff, but I wasn't running intricate stories. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I was doing this, going, okay, let's see. Well, Mister Gygax forgot to fill out that part of the module again, bastard. Uh, so <laughs> let's throw. Wait, you guys, you guys have wandered off the module. I don't know what to do now. There's, there's eight goblins in a ten by ten room. Who writes this shit? No. <laughs> that was, that was the extent of me back then in my, in high right. school. Wow! No, we we were we were. Of course, he's fifteenth level. He's totally fifteenth level. How do you get fifteenth level? Another DM that I yeah, played with the same one that gave me my eighteen. When when did you play with him? Uh, 
Last Su- year, you don't know him. Summer camp. Summer summer camp. I rolled all 18s. I, roll, I totally rolled all 18s. <laughs> 18 double odd. Look, I even My wrote mom it down. saw me. She'll tell you. I sat there for six hours till I rolled it all 18s, and that's the one I used. Right. Shit. Wow. You want to see the paper? I wrote it all on. We had a we had a dungeon once where they get to the end of the dungeon and everyone got like ten thousand or twenty thousand experience points or something like that. And I don't even remember what the number was, but our characters were like because at a certain point it's like after it's X number of experience points per level. It's like stops being on the chart. This is AD and D. Yeah, and I think it was I don't know. 70th level or something. I don't remember where it was. Yeah, chat room just pointed out something here. What? Um, exposing yourself to minor. Right, yeah. That one. Yeah. Okay, so. in, in the in the United States, I'm, I'm sure it is there too. Well, I didn't even, I wasn't even worried about the, I am worried about the legal ramifications, but oh, I wasn't sure. even going there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a bunch of laws that were broken. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's oh, not even. That's not even bad taste. It's no. just it crosses so many lines. It's gross. This is this is get this is getting right on the edge of where we were when we put the the kibosh on the on the gross. We had we had worse ones than this, did we? Yes, we did. Okay. I, I recall hearing one. We had there were there were ones where Fairly there was recently. like physical contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been and I, and I won't mention them, but there's been some a couple of uh, live action role playing games which I have heard about, oh, and yeah. it has been consensual and things like that. But they have been more of the mature variety that uh, I've like the Dirty Renaissance Fair in Texas. What's that thing called? Oh, the Kinky Ren, yeah, Ren something Fair like or something that, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's just the, the chain mail human booth. pony meet and greet, <laughs> right? <Oy. laughs> uh, and the puppy snatch. I, I will still go and be a correspondent there and send back emails. Just, just, <clears throat> I, I, just to have the press. I'm not sure where I'll put my press pass, but just to say, <laughs> there's a hole in the middle. There's a hole in the middle of the press pass. <laughs> Is this like a nudie ren fair? Yes. No, it's not a nudie ren it's fair. A fetish it's a, it's a ren fetish ren fair. They have. It's a renaissance fair, and at night there's events. Ah, uh, okay. Never heard of anything like that before. No, this is actually like all organized. Yeah, uh, it's oh, like it's organized, it, sanctioned. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At night, <clears throat> after you remember back at Devor, the the uh, the nudist camp nearby actually said, "Hey, can you some of you people come out and do a Renaissance fair out here?" So of course the actors were the only ones dressed. Oof. Right. This is like towards the end of divorce. Awkward. Yep. Kinky Renfest. There it is. <laughs> There's a site for it. Of course, of course there is. No, well, no, they're, they're going to do this thing. It, it was <clears> a while ago one? that we talked about this. Did they actually end up doing it? I guess we'll, I guess we'll have to read about it and find out. Uh, you know what? The site looks like it has changed dramatically. Is it, was it Kinky Renfest? Kinky Renaissance f- Fair. That sounds familiar. We'll have to go through our old show notes and find out. Because they don't, ha- they're not listing the stuff that they were listing before. I don't see like the pony meet and greet. There was, and there was like a whipping post like thing, and yeah, yes, the, whole, the there dungeon. Was definitely, yes, there was definitely a fetish fair attached to it. Ah, oh, there's hanging gardens. Nice <laughs> bush. The, the bush gardens. The Hanging Gardens, and of course it is. It's suspension fetish. Oh my! The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Oh my! All right. So, anything else? I'm just trying not to think about this email anymore. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm I, I really stuck on, a, on that. I want to end it's on gross. a good note because that's <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Okay. A good note. Want me to reread uh, Minnesota Gooch? <laughs> oh, <dirt. No. laughs> oh, oh, I did want to say, who was the one who was saying about New no. Jersey? Uh, that was... Can't say his name. No, 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 no. It was... Um, Some dude dad. from Jersey. Good, oh, good, good mush in Idaho. Yeah. On behalf of those of us from Jersey, good mush, fuck you. <laughs> fuck yous. Oh, fuck that, yous. That's what he wanted was an interstate uh, uh, flame thing. war. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> What's that from? Idiocracy. Yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> There's a greeter from Costco, and he just says that. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it over and over. And he's wearing a vest with his picture on a shirt. Hi, my name is. Just check it. So the I hardest movie, the hardest I've ever seen, I've ever seen my mom laugh. She used to play D&D with me, me and a buddy of mine, and I would GM. I kid you not. And I was running her through a module. Right. And the module okay. said that there was this knife, and there's a note stuck on the door with the knife. And the knife, the, the, the note said... Which module was it? It was... I want to say it was Castle Amber, but I could be mistaken. Okay. Chateau d'Amberville, X1. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I think, yeah, I'm Rain Man, okay? Yeah, no, I think that's it. So, but there was this there was this note stuck to the door. Definitely definitely and, room 14 of uh, Castle Chateau de Amberville. Uh-oh. The note said, this is it, the H-A-R-B-I-N-G-R of your fate. And so I read it out to her, and, and I how said... How did you pronounce this word, I said, that's right. <laughs> this is it, the harbinger of your fate. She lost it. She lost it. But she it. never recorrected, recorrected gibbering mouther. No, because there's nothing wrong with there that. Were, and there probably wasn't one in that in that module, was there? No, there wasn't. No, that no, was there was there was a there was a black dragon, and she wanted to cast a disintegrate spell on it. And I looked up in the rules, and it said you can't do it on living matter. But that was my first ever. Yes, and oh, good. Okay, because I was like, you let oh, your mom kill the dragon. With I, I, yeah, the I let my mom spell. kill the dragon with a disintegrate spell. Because I was like, for you. she'd like that. What a good son. I know. <laughs> and it's close to lunch, and I want her to make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's probably it too. And I don't have any Kool Aid. <laughs> there, the dragon's dead. Make me some Kool Aid. Mom, cool it is actually pretty cool. That your mom played that because you know, my parents just looked at me like, "What's wrong with that boy?" And mine burned my out all night. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's just let's just go back and mine, bring mine, that up, shall we? Mine disintegrated black dragons. Yours disintegrated rule books. <laughs> uh, my parents were like, my dad was like, I was out drinking and you know driving around in cars with girls, and he's out with a bunch of guys all <laughs> late. Is, I say, is he okay? Yeah, they were they were they were worried for a while. But the way I was introduced to it, like one, my mom finally was okay with it when I got in high school and I got in a drama class and I got it to play uh, Timmy and the Shrew. The teacher came up to me. And said, Did you, you say Timmy and the Shrew? Tim, no, the Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, and the, Timmy and the Shrew. Completely different uh, <laughs> outcome on that one. Timmy of the Shrew, and the teacher had asked me for how do you know. How does the Shakespeare? And I said, "Oh, that's really easy. I was raised in a parochial school. I had to memorize the King James Bible, and I played Dungeons and Dragons for seven years." She goes, 
Okay. okay. All right. And then my mom was like, that's my boy, the dragon killer. You did mention the King James Bible part, right? Okay. You didn't mention I burned up all your books because now it's getting you. Oh, bless her heart. She's dead now. She can't hear this. How long would she – did she – did she ever regret that, or was that? Oh, there's 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 a few times that would come up in birthdays, and the folks would give me some like you know RPG book or something like that, and say, "Hey, mom, you know what this reminds me of?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh God, here we go again." Because <laughs> I've I've always heard those stories, but I've never actually like known somebody whose parents actually did that. And actually, was that is that here in California? It was in California. It, it was, was okay. It was the same time because she was watching TBN a lot. It was the same time they were doing the whole backward masking, and going, you know, the eagles. Hotel California, it's all about hell. There's that one preacher. I remember he had curly hair. I've forgotten who it was. Mm-hmm. And he was all the, like, the, you know, sticks is evil and the sticks, devil. Sticks, Led Zeppelin. And so yeah. he's basically just gone. Between those episodes, they just took out all of my RPG books and all of my albums. So that's a. I had a buddy of mine who I wanted to game with in high school. And he was, he had a very strong Christian upbringing. Maybe something more than just playing Christian. I don't remember. But before he could play... Amish. It was not Amish. <laughs> Branch Davidian. It was not Branch Davidian. Before he could play, his mom wanted to talk to me. And she sat down and gave me an interview about it. Well, do you believe in God? Sure. Yes. No. What's the right answer? Yes. <laughs> I have a whole okay. book of him here, Deed. He's a demi. That's right. No. <laughs> I well, believe are, in many gods. <laughs> are there are there demons in in this game? Oh, sure. There's like a type four and a type, th- but the object is to defeat them because you are good and righteous. He never got to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was what, this would be like mid eighties. It was right uh, during the mazes of monster scare. Early, or, early, early 80s. yeah. The big, the big early moral, moral panic with yeah. the sixty minutes episode, which is probably what brother to mother, mothers against, against Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Mad, yeah, mad. Bo- and, bothered uh, against Dungeons and oh, Dragons. Oh, bothered. That's right. Bo- that's right. Bothered against Dungeons and Dragons. The mad, one was mad. Drunk was driving. drunk drivers. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't hit that part yet. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was during all that time. I actually read Mazes and Monsters. I thought it was a fun book. Oh, I was. I don't know how <laughs> I many saw, times I got the Jack Chick tracked. I, I used to have some giveaways of that. Debbie! I, I think I gave them all away. Not Elfstar! Blackleaf. Blackleaf. Oh, Blackleaf! Elfstar's the one. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> Noob. <laughs> I, I got none of that. I, my my I parents were just happy I was reading. Yep, mine, mine. They were worried about me for a while because I'm hanging out late night with a bunch of guys. And I was doing. And I was. It got. I got real absorbed into it. Yeah. I, I think we probably all did. Yeah, we did. Yep. And and uh, they had to like put the kibosh on it because my schoolwork was starting to get affected. The, my mother oh, said, "If yeah. you spend as much effort and time on your schoolwork as you did on this game, you'd have all straight A's." And I I'm would like, be ah, even more of a nerd. I, I think you might be right, mom. Because <laughs> I was. Did you ever my see the... actually improved because of it? Yeah. Well, my verbal skills skyrocketed because of it. Because I was suddenly reading for pleasure, probably ten times more than I was before I got into D anD. d Because yeah. what the other thing it did is it's like, oh, I mean, there's novels about this kind of stuff. Oh, well, I'm going to read The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy and. Oh my God! There's all these other fantasy books. Yeah. So suddenly, I started reading for pleasure, which I never did before. All of that, that stuff went pick, kit and parcel with mine as well. <coughs> I started playing D and D, started reading The Hobbit, started reading and all mm-hmm. of that stuff, and I haven't looked back. Yeah. 
And look where we are now. <laughs> That's right. Look where we are now. In a d- dingy room. <laughs> Boy, did that pay beer. off. Still not making money out of it, are we? Reading disturbing emails. Yes. Uh, neither are the game developers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not, not really. Tough industry. I, yeah, Welcome I to Costco. I love you. Oh, Steve Costco. Jackson was on here. He said basically, yeah, well, yeah, I said, but what's a good way to make money? It's like, well, don't design a role-playing game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were all you know, like, what? No. And, and in hindsight, it's like, yeah, he's, he's right. There's oh, yeah, no money. Absolutely. Yeah, no. There's no money. Uh, the, you know, that's the thing. I, um, I, I got the starter set, two of the starter sets for, um, I got. Th- Age of Empires. Edge of Age, Empires. I got. I got. Age of Rebellion, yeah, and Force and Destiny. And they came with the two sets of dice. They're not they they're not selling them for twenty bucks though at Game Empire. They're selling them for twenty nine dollars, so it's thirty bucks. Did you find two sets of dice to be enough for five players? No, well, no, I I have way more than that. I I bought seven. Oh, uh, okay. I have a big bowl of dice, and that's why I had that in the middle, and the players picked out. And I and like Jib brought dice. I'm like, don't use your dice. Don't get them mixed up. There's seven sets out. It's much easier just to have because very few people are probably going to own them. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. imagine. So it'd be much easier to just it anyway. It would be much easier to just have the dice out there. I just edited the show. It was going to be seamless until you laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, what we're going to say. I something? was laughing because Benji was making faces. Oh, okay. As opposed to. <laughs> As opposed to making your normal face. That's right. I don't have one. I was I, I, I had somebody say and it fell out of my head, but it was it had to do with the fact that the uh, the starter sets are kind of not much to them, right? I mean and the and the whole Edge of Empires book is not really is huge. Not really. Um, it comes with a basic rule book that tells you just enough of the rules to use the pre generated characters. Yeah. Um, it gives you these really nice folios for the pre-gen characters that are like, I don't know, they're several pages. And um, you get a bunch of counters, like little daily bobs. I remember what I was going to say. Right. It actually had nothing to do with the game. Well, it does a little. Uh, you're saying that it's 30 bucks at the game store. It's probably okay. online. Probably the last time I went to the game store, they didn't have anything I wanted. It was full of like four forty k, the Warhammer stuff. Mm, That's yeah. uh, there was like there was like eight well, rows of that, and then one little section. You ask to order stuff, and they look at you funny, like, "Well, it's going to take three or four weeks." Right. I just I, I hate to say it. I want to support my local game store, but they they've made it difficult, and I don't like going in. Is anymore. it just me, or is the RPG okay at the, your friendly local gaming stores? There's a few exceptions, but the RPG section keeps getting smaller, smaller, yeah. smaller, smaller. I think. Part of that is is the internet's fault, and I don't think okay. that anything's right. going to change that. Unless what, what's in. happening with all your books? PDF. Huh? Yeah, PDF. PDF. Didn't right? I just yeah. buy a bunch of your books right now? Yes, I'm your friendly local <laughs> gaming store. Yes, <laughs> because because you don't want to carry physical I mean, books anymore. I mean, I, yeah, I don't literally have room for a lot of them. Too, but I, so. I think it's I they don't either. Yeah. From, from the conversations I've had with Chuck over the years, um, he got ticked off with White Wolf when they decided they weren't going to publish books anymore and they were going to go to PDF only. Yeah. He put all the White Wolf stuff and he had a shit ton of White Wolf stuff at the time. He had a lot of New World and a lot of Old World just, I mean, row after row of books. He had like that. You remember in the I, old, I remember old the place, old store. It was he had a whole bottom thing. Was they had like a whole section. Yeah. And he still can get rid of Scion. Uh, <laughs> he still has Scion. Yeah, he still has Scion. Um, but he put those on at like 50% off or something like that just to kind of 
get rid of him and make room for other stuff. But he's like, I'm done with White Wolf because White Wolf doesn't publish anything I can sell. Yeah, yeah. I can't sell PDFs. Yeah, that's what's happening with, with the RPG industry. And, is, and I is... think, and if you look now over there, he's supporting the fuck out of the Star Wars RPG. Good. It's something he can sell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got books. He's got all the supplements. Fuck, there's a lot of fucking supplements for that thing already. The last time I, mean, I, was I in didn't there, realize that. Uh, the last time I was in there, 5e had just broken out, and there were people that hadn't gamed in 20 years coming in to coming buy in it. Coming in to buy it, yeah. And I know he knows the new Star Wars movie's coming out, and I think he's he's he saw what happened well, with 5e. They've he's got smart. He's, and he's, he's got a, a whole section. He's got um, uh, X-Wing. Is it X-Wing? What's it called? X-Wing. X-Wing. Yeah. And what's the big one called? Uh, X-Wing, Armada, Armada, Imperial Assault is the one that's kind of like Descent. In- and Imperial, then- yeah, right. And then he's got the, all the role-playing books. He's got dice, because there's dice sets for all those different games. They have all their own own dice. He didn't, he didn't have, he didn't have um, uh, the uh, Edge of the Empire starter set, but he had a couple copies of the other two starter set in stock. Plus he had all of the core books. This, he put a lot of money into this stuff. Now, I think what what happened with the starter sets, because the starter sets are such a good deal, I think he's bumped the price up on them a little bit. He's yeah, making a little more money on them. I think he also knows that people, that's a great way to get started. People are going to yeah. walk in and go, mmm, and buy that. Yeah. Right. And now, yeah, that now, may be all you, they buy. What you can't do with a starter set is make your own character. Yeah. That's that's, all the basic rules are there, though. That's all where that, that's where I think Paizo got it right with their Pathfinder beginner box. Was it like first through fifth level or something? First through fifth level, right? But complete okay. character creation rules, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Fifth it's, edition did something similar. Not, I think it was like first or third. But if I remember. No, there was not character creation rules. Oh no! I think oh, you had first or third that was free, spells, though. but you had the the box set that came out. You actually got pre-generated characters, and they told you how you right. could take those to third level. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But this is, if you buy the Pathfinder Beginner Box, it's a standalone right. game completely, which is really, really cool. Nope. No, it's just all board games and miniatures. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's something for them to sell. I mean, sure. yeah. I'm sure if there was something he could sell that, that White Wolf or whatever their name is now, Onyx Path, could, could publish that he could sell, yeah. he would sell it. But what is there? And I was trying to think of, what if... Someone like that invested in some sort of print-on-demand Right, an in-house print-on-demand printer. But think about the nightmare of trying to deal with the licensing for that, making sure that the publisher gets the money that they're due for every book you print, because obviously you're not going to download a unique PDF every time and print that. And then there's got to be some kind of accountability built into it so that they can. There's some way for them to know you're not printing off, you know, a dozen books for every one you pay for. Right. Drive through's got that already nailed down. And the, yeah, and that's the thing. You know what? And look they at do it. and they don't because drive through RPG takes a couple of weeks. It does. Yeah, it I takes a couple weeks. If my local game, Lulu though, uh, is it Lulu? I think is the one does it. Lulu takes longer yeah, than drive through. Yeah, longer. Right. Because it, Lulu, Lulu has tons of print jobs, and they try and schedule. Your job at a time they when batch process them. yeah when right. when there's other stuff that can be printed along with it. The, Im- imagine it, and there actually are some places that have have uh, have purchased print on demand book systems. They do exist. Yeah, but imagine if you could go to call up Game Empire and say, "Hey, I need a copy of uh, Age of Rebellion. Uh, when can I pick it up?" He says, "Uh, 
Well, the machine's not free right now. I'm in the middle of something, so uh, 2 o'clock? Okay. Or tomorrow morning, or like Kinko's or something. Right. Or AD&D First Edition Player's Handbook, because we're playing some old school stuff. Oh. Can you imagine? That w- yeah. There's a million-dollar idea right, right there. The problem is you got that system has to have built into it some sort of accountability yep. that the publishers will trust enough to be able to say, yes, this is okay, you can... You well, can reproduce you, what all this you would stuff. probably have to do is print off their their watermark PDFs, right, and do what Drive Through does and have have a name or whatever, and so that that way Maybe. the person yeah Something they have their like own that. licensed. You just or write. have them buy it from Drive Through right there on a kiosk. Yeah. 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 Maybe. But, I mean, but clearly, there's a lot of stuff that would have to happen to do that. The amount of time you th- the amount of money. And resources it's going to take just to be that first person to start it. Yeah, that's a big risk. <clears throat> now oh, is the time to bring huge. up that mongoose book again because maybe we can glean some information about the how to get yep. rights to old games. I am mongoose, and you can too. Is that yeah, what it's I believe that's what it is. Okay. Uh, I will. I like that. We should call it. Yeah. Yep. It. I'm going to look it up real quick. Just to make sure we get the name right. It. Get it? I called it. <laughs> it. It. I don't need to get... You're it. under pressure. Uh, is there uh, any more news? So next week, you're going to be running a game at the <laughs> Nerdstrong? <laughs> yep. Twice. And I'm going to run a game at one and at five. Dave, did Dave say? No, Tim Dave was. Dave's out of town. You are correct, sir. Is I am Mongoose, and so can you. Or working with RPGs, RPGs for Fun and Profit by Matthew Sprange. Yep. Sprange? I guess it is Sprange. Or is it Sprong? I believe it's Sprong. I think it's, it's Sprong. It's Sprongé. Oh. Is it Sprung? Oh, I believe it's Sprung. <laughs> Sprongé. It's Sprung. He's having fun, so he's Sprung. The G no might idea. be silent. It might just be Spraw. All right. I'm going to call it. Okay. Thank you for joining us for Season 15, Episode 19 of Habeasic. Wow! I'm Tim. <laughs> Easy for you to say. This is Stork. <laughs> I'm Benji. And that's it. And uh, we'll see you next Friday for the show live, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Happyjacks.org slash live. Join us there. Email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Go to the forum, happyjacks.org slash forum. And we'll leave you with a song. Oh, so
preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.